0: Yeah. Tommy? Tommy, whose voice we just heard. Tommy. You know production Tommy? Oh, yeah. He farted. Who farted that shot? I (laughs) farted. (laughs) So, for our poll today, we might get your input, since you're the maven. When there's that echo again. Boy, this is getting really old with that stinking-ass echo. Anyway... Who is the greatest baseball player of all time? The reason I took the poll is because Josh Cordes continues to insist that Barry Bonds is the greatest player of all time, which I find most amusing, and so does most of the audience so far. we got about almost 500 votes, and he's near the bottom. I thought Willie Mays was the best player I saw. Well, so far he's third. We got Babe Ruth. No, actually he's second. I never saw Babe Ruth. Yeah, you did, <laughs> as a child. No, never saw him. Do no, not remember Babe Ruth, 1948, when he had the uh, lung cancer? Oh, yeah, time. but he wasn't playing then. No, he wasn't playing too well. Yeah, that, that's another point. How, how can how can punks you know, who don't even know who these other people are, how can they make a judgment? I saw Ty Cobb. I saw Christy Mathewson. Where? In my dreams. Yeah. Ted Williams, Hank Aaron, Mickey Mantle, Pete Rose, Joe DiMaggio, they're all above Barry Bonds. Lou Gehrig is below him, which I find very demeaning, and that's because uh, they don't know Lou Gehrig.
1: Well, Lou Gehrig probably wasn't as as great an all-around player as Bonds.
0: Mm. Bonds was a terrific fielder, too, when he was Ty Cobb primary. is a uh, bonoma, and Roberto Clemente we just put on there. He was great, but I don't think he was, you know. Roberto Clemente was great. Yes, he was. He you was good. Jim
1: Brideweiser, but he was pretty good. You used to follow the Pirates, didn't you?
0: Very religiously, yeah. yeah. Vernon Law, the Deacon. Oh, yeah. Freddie Green, Elroy Face. Maz. Dick Stewart, Dr. Strange Glove, Rocky Nelson, Smokey Burgess, <laughs> Gino Samoli, Bob Skinner, Bill Hurden. I mean, you keep going. I could go to Dean Allen. Dick Grote. Kent to is good. Dick Grote. Don Hoke. Hey, Dick Don, Grote. how are you doing? Dick, oh, he's going to see him no more. Dick Grote went to Duke. Did he really? Well, nobody's perfect. How's Duke doing in that Final Four? Oh, I goodness. had LSU over them. I'm okay. Well, that's bad. Boy, that's really bad. You put the canary on your own team. That's really nasty. It was money. Any, anything for a buck. That's right. Anything for a buck. You got that, no, that right, pal. No spirit. <laughs> no spirit. No team spirit. Rah, rah, sis, boom, no. All this crap about George Mason. Who cares? I think it's what, great. What is George Mason, anyway? What is that? What is it? When I worked in Albion, Michigan at WALM in 1966... 5. My program director his real name was Durwood Carn but his on the air name was George Paul Mason. I oh, worked for a guy as, named Glenn Mason that's about as far from Durwood Carn George Paul Mason and the most the most he was a big fat old guy. What a typical radio drifter kind of guy, you know. And the thing I remember most is one day I'm playing the news open and all of a sudden Durwood he used to do the news he comes waddling down the stairs, and he had just been taking a big deuce and pulling his pants up as, he, as he's coming down the stairs Oops. to go in and do the news. It was He had to see it to believe it. I
1: just would not have seen it. Yeah, you're right.
0: not a pretty sight. Nice
1: vivid description. Yeah, though. it was not a pretty sight, yeah. So how was your weekend?
0: My weekend was okay.
1: Mine was awful. Was it really? Well, I was in well, Florence. I didn't,
0: and, uh, I didn't go gamble any money away. So uh, I didn't. I, I
1: didn't gamble even, believe it or not. I was in Florence, Kentucky, mm. and I did the. did uh, there. Lanes. Oh yeah. Like you, you get you, when you open up the book in the hotel and it has a list of houses of worship. Yeah. And none of them have uh, Beth something before it. Right. Yeah. You know you're in hostile territories. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I bet you didn't have a
1: list of delis on it. Uh, no. Like. No. But it wasn't just that. It was, uh, I did the Lane's End Stakes, and it was so cold there and snowy
0: and just snowy. Yeah. yeah. In Florence, Kentucky, we haven't had any snow here in ages. In fact, this week, spring is here. Double digits every yeah, day. spring the was there. Steel. It was in the
1: low 30s and 52 snowing. 52 today? Oh, brother. I don't know what's going on. In fact, it snowed down. in Oklahoma. Can't uh, you know they They had an auto racing event there, and it was snowing. But I, I wasn't there. I was in Florence, Kentucky, right across the river from Cincinnati.
0: Matter of fact, let's say Thursday we got 58 coming and Friday a 61.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to warm up there by next weekend. But that doesn't do me any good, standing out there in the snow. And the worst part, not so much when you're doing the show, but when you're out there rehearsing and you're standing around, that's Season the worst. your fat ass off. Huh? Yeah, at least when you're doing the show, it takes your mind off how cold right. you are. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's over with.
0: Well, no, that's good. You won't have to be going back there anytime My next soon. trip,
1: uh, well, I'm going to Las Vegas this weekend.
0: Now, let's see, this morning, was it yesterday morning, not this morning, yesterday morning I wake up early and um, turn on the racing network, and there's racing from Dubai. Was it yesterday yeah. or Saturday? Saturday. Saturday morning. And I thought to myself, boy, them ragheads, man. It makes me very angry because, you know, they've taken over basically the whole thoroughbred horse industry, as you know, because they got all the all the top horses because they got the money, mm-hmm. our money. Yeah, I didn't... Uh... Remind, it reminds me like when we were fighting the Gulf War I. I didn't the, go to that event. All those big hotshots from uh, Kuwait, you know, while we our, our people were over there fighting, putting their lives on line to get their country back, and they were over there on the French Riviera at all the discos, getting stoned off their ass and laid, and we, you know, just having a good party. Today's Herald editorial page.
1: Ragheads, yes. Had letters to the editor written by four women, and they sounded identical, like they were out of the same clique. Mm-hmm. Either that or Robert Greeper ghost-wrote all the letters. Probably, in his spare time. Like the weapons of mass disrupt, dis, disruption. We keep saying that there were none, but there really were, and that Saddam hid them in, in some place. Right. And, yeah.
0: Well, no, you're right. Robert Greeper would have written that, because he is a weapon of mass destruction, him and that entire programming department. I'm telling you, every letter was written by the same person. I'm mm-hmm. sure of it. Right. Now, what paper was this in? Today's Herald. It's well, the I, I figures. I <laughs> figures.
1: By the way, uh, your boy had some mistakes in his story about the Marlins.
0: My boy? What yeah. boy's is that? Uh, Barry. Oh, Barry Jackass? would yeah. That would be a first. He made a mistake? He made a couple. Like what? Well, you're one of them. You're not the Herald again, are you going to get the uh, Joist again? Oh, well. I'll take you my didn't chances. didn't get that memo from uh, the Beast that we're not supposed to talk about the Herald? Yeah, I checked on that. We're okay oh. with that. Oh,
1: I see. That now was, that some was the old sales manager put that out there because he thought they were going
0: to advertise. Yeah. They do advertise, and it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, oh, we got a lot, a lot of trade outs on here. Nice job there, Chris. He's doing it. This new sales guy, man, he is the best. But anyway,
1: he wrote that the county was not <laughs> going to uh, was not going to put a ballot initiative out there for a stadium. Well, if they he's got wrong crazy. about that. Well, they're, they're they're it would be crazy it. to do that. Why, what's the difference if people vote, don't vote for it, it's over with anyway. Yeah. But anyway, they are well, considering it. The second thing that he had in there. He wrote about how Major League Baseball could have stepped up and contributed money to their stadium effort down here when they were so when they were only 30 or 40 million dollars apart. You know what he
0: forgot? Major League Baseball already gave them 30 million dollars when they moved here. What dynasty did Barry Bonds help create? Can you tell me answer that question? What dynasty? Yeah, none. Oh, yeah, I can't. So think here's of any. the big news. You might be excited about this since you're going to Vegas this weekend. This yes. is uh, right up your alley. Did you see what Beasley Broadcast Group has acquired for seventeen million? The same company that can't pay their bills on time and don't want to give a raise to a Josh Cordes or give George a new contract, but they could go and borrow seventeen million so they could buy KDWN News and Talk in Las Vegas. They already have two stations. Well, out this there. is their no. This is they have three. This is their fourth station in the market. Wow, Isn't that exciting. Yeah. Sounds like a place we, you and I could retire to K D W N. Sounds like a deal to me, yeah. Plus, of course, part of the deal would have to be gambling, X, X number of dollars gambling money. Exactly. Every week. That would have to be it. That sounds appealing. Yeah,
1: I can handle it. <laughs> so we'll say nice things
0: about Joyce today. So we can No. Pack maybe up and go maybe, maybe you will. I sure as hell won't. Oh, I'm okay. not that easy. If it's got maybe seven, seven figures in it, I might. <laughs> that gambling number. Other than that, she can drop dead. Ooh. Miserable, hateful bitch. This is something, the way this, this company, at least they've become consistent these last couple of years. They keep putting the, the stations in the hands of people that are totally inept, that haven't got any, They're just like this triumvirate we got now with you know Clarence and Robert and the Beast. It, it just, it's it's par for the course. How's Joe Bell doing? you seen him lately? I've been away. No, oh, that's right. It <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't make any difference.
1: But I'm here for three days. I'll let you know if I see him.
0: I see on Thursday and Friday, I'm looking at the schedule, even though we still don't have our 2 to 4 nailed down. I see Thursday and Friday, we're really uh, throwing in the towel. It's going to be on both days. Wow. You mean this hour? No, 2 to 4. Oh, 2 to 4. No, you got Bo. In other words, you don't even know who's filling in when you're out there. And you know something? It's a good idea. Why Who should cares? I ask? That's right. That's exactly right. Now you got it. Now you have perfected the uh, the whole thing. Oh, I'm into that. Good. Screw it! Just pay me on payday. Exactly. George has convinced me of that. Just pay me on payday. You convinced me of that. Well, I I have to keep trying to convince myself. It's it's not an easy. Uh, you keep you know, keep forgetting. You keep relaxing. Conscience. Yeah, it's
1: That's like because, you know he, you're you're I'm a perfect example
0: bad... of do as I sh- say, not as I do. I'll tell you how bad I'm getting. You know, we got the Marlin uh, and Mets game tomorrow, twelve fifty pregame. Yeah. So yesterday I spent about five minutes looking up. Since naturally they're not going to give it to me. I, I looked up the April Marlin schedule regular season. We got three games. We got on the 12th and 13th, the Padres are in town. Both games start at 1.05. Oh. And on the 19th, the following Wednesday, we got a Reds game at 12.35. Oh, oh, oh. how do you like that? Wow. That's how lazy I'm getting. I'm, I'm starting to even look ahead.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to do that. I mean,
0: these people, well, are to trips these people have tossed in the towel. Now, in fact, if you drive by our building, you'll see, like, the windows are open, and they're all waving that white flag. You know, that, that's uh, QAM building. If you're bringing any packages by or picking up any prizes or crap like that, just look for the building where they are waving a white towel out the window. Unbelievable! And so, who gives a crap if they don't? Unbelievable. Why the hell should we? We're we're too old and feeble to be one sure about that. Sure, they're crap waving white
1: now. towels, or are you looking at a replay of the Dubai races? That could be it.
0: bunch of schmata heads. Then that's something, Dubai. <laughs> it's on the state department's list of countries that they recommend you not visit but other than that the racing is great
1: <laughs> they, uh, oh, they, well, that's, that's why i was in uh that's why i was in florence kentucky this weekend well i'm sure of that because i won't go to dubai you didn't see uh, mike battaglia by
0: any chance did you yes i did at turfway park yeah he's the track announcer there. i know he's the worst the worst in the world I, I keep bringing that up only because i just can't believe that he can keep a job anywhere just hor- horrendous I don't want to hear he's a nice guy. He's just horrendous. He's a very nice guy. He's a terrible, <laughs> terrible. I don't old. disagree
1: with you, but he is no, nice. The
0: world's worst. I mean, he's just an embarrassment. He's like a county fair race announcer from the old uh, harness tracks, you know, old, like in uh, Sturgis, Michigan. Someplace like that.
2: And there they
0: go. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 Uh, there's a second race from Windsor last night with my good friend Marty Adler, a good Jewish boy. Well, listen, have a great day. You too. What have we got on? we got Curtis this afternoon. That's At least that's something. Yeah. I like Curtis. Curtis does a good job. I like that's probably too. why they're not going to give it to him. I like him too. Because we need to develop somebody new under the age of 100 on this station, but they don't get that. Panthers are at Boston tonight. Panthers are at Bruins. By the way, the uh, Leafs aren't going to make the playoffs. That's already a good done deal, even though they won last night. They're, they're, thro- thro- they're throwing in the towel. So if they're not going to make it, uh, how are the Panthers, who are now a point behind the Leafs again? They're not. Although they have a real soft schedule, but they got these three road games coming up. They can't win a game on the road. That's the problem. They're at the Bruins tonight, who just fired their GM. They're at the Penguins on Wednesday. That's a game I'd be careful of. What the Canadians tried like hell to lose that game to the Penguins last night. They tried to give it away, and so did the Leafs to New Jersey. But anyway, don't start with that hockey talk. That'll be the end of us. This is your time. No, that's right. It's not my time now, so I can I, I can take the rap for that. I'm the hockey maven. All right. Mike and the maven.
1: Well, you Any have good, a good a good day, a very day. good one.
0: Day oh, and I see we got Lenny Martinez on tomorrow night seven and ten. Like I said, they're waving the white hankies. Remember, it was the uh, who was it with the white hankies? Was that Rick Weaver? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Bob it was Rick, him with the white hankies. Bob Prince had the green weenies and the. Uh, it was, so you're Weaver talking about Rick Weaver. Rick Weaver, yeah. <laughs> that was the guy. Rick Weaver, I remember him. Oh come on, he was great. Oh, I love Rick. He wasn't uh, the nicest guy to ever, uh, you know.
3: The fans beginning to blow the blow the uh, <laughs> blow the play
0: selection. Yeah, toward the end he got a little confused, but it happens to the best of them. What do. I heard. Have a great day. You too. Hi.
4: The views expressed on the do, previous do, 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 programs go. are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect Absolute, those absolutely. of the weekly broadcast group, its staff, advertisers, or agencies. Sports Radio mm-hmm. Anybody, Anybody seen Quadregium yet? My no, no, no.
5: Who's the Scientologist that turned out to be a hypocrite? Stop. Everything. Who is the dude that gets mad when they put down some food? Chef!
6: Can you dig it?
5: Who's the cat that's making fun of every other religion? Chef! Right on. They say chef is one brainwashed mother. Chef, your mom. I'm talking about chef. Then we can dig it. He's a two-faced blowhard, but no one understands him but Ron
0: Hubbard. Yeah, he's doing infomercials for the soul hits of the 70s, Isaac Hayes. You know that? I seen it last night on uh, on the Gambling Channel. Well, I'm going to buy three copies. copies. He's doing the infomercials now. That's how much of a sellout he is. That's sucks. Isaac Hayes. Well, screw
2: him and Joyce. Did you uh, see that episode yet? They played it over the weekend again,
0: a couple times. What do you mean? Did I see it? The one where they killed him on. Oh no. Oh, because it's it's one to see. I'll be damned. I'm waiting for the rerun of the uh, Out of the Closet. You fairy. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. Hold your breath I'm when it's on. Yeah. Ten thirteen. Oh, speaking of closet case.
3: The American Revolution. Oh, mm-hmm. the
0: American Revolution. And here it come the Indians are coming, and the British are coming. You all know the name Dry Concepts, I'm sure, because I've been talking about them for over 21 years. That's how many years I've used them in my home. In fact, they were in my house uh, two weeks ago today and made my carpets look just like brand spanking new, just like they'll do for you. Before you go out and spend thousands of dollars to replace your carpeting, no matter how hopeless they may look right now, give Dry Concepts a call. Tell them Troy Stratford sent you by. They will absolutely pee in their pants laughing. And let Dry Concepts bring your carpets back to life. When they finish with their fabulous job, they leave your carpets vibrant in color, soft to the touch, and stain-free. Rod Concepts is the only company that I trust, the only one you ought to be trusting, too. And just in case you weren't aware of it, not only do they do carpet cleaning, they also specialize in drapery cleaning, upholstery cleaning, deep cleaning of your expensive leather furniture, and much more, too. All of these... All of these do they things. clean leather chairs? Yes. They might have to. Hey, that's right. They might have to clean the chair in there if Brett don't get his ass out of the tea room and let George go in there and do an ace, deuce, and a trace. And pretty soon it's going to be a couture if you don't cut the craft. I mean... Without a doubt, one of the best things you can do for your oriental or area rugs is use a quality underlayment. Maybe that's what you need is an underlayment right now, like a flying carpet underneath you, just in case. Shower curtain. Uh, it's essential for extending life and beauty of your area rug, and a quality underlayment provides critical cushioning and prevents skidding in hard floors. Oh, yeah, you might skid right down the hallway, right to the tea room. During this month, during March, get 15% in savings on all underlayment padding from Dry Concepts. As you know by now, I hope, always professional, always on time, and always give you a written, guaranteed price up front before they do their fabulous, unbeatable job. Carpet cleaning, water damage restoration, pet order treatments, mattress cleaning, get say goodbye to those dust mites, and lots more. Call the best and trust the best. Dry Concepts, call them tool-free. in Dave Broward of the Palm Beaches and tell them that Troy Stratford told you to call 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071 or on the web, dryconcepts.com.
7: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560
6: QAM. Bill
7: Rogers. Hey, hey, hey! It's Fat Alberta! This is Bill Cosby
4: coming at you with music and fun and Fat Alberta's gonna be wearing girls' clothes before
7: it's all done. Nah.
5: Hey, but Fat Alberta, why, but, are you, but wearing a dress? Hey, 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 it worked for Martin Lawrence and Tyler Perry so I'm gonna dress the same way. Hey, look, here comes Weird Harold.
4: Why you calling me Weird Fat Alberta? You're the one wearing
5: High
4: heels. Ain't that right, Russell? That's right. That
5: Alberta's like school on Thanksgiving.
4: School on Thanksgiving? Uh huh. No class.
5: Well, kids, what did we learn today?
6: You
4: see, if you are an African American comedian and you want a number one movie, you gotta dress up like a woman. And that's the real drag. Ah.
0: Ten nineteen at five sixty WQM. He's a real lap ride, ain't he? Huh? No. Not. so Did George make it back or what? <laughs> <You> <laughs> make never it got back? In
2: there? No, I never got in there. I went in there during the break and they had reloaded. Like there's a whole new crowd in reloaded? there. Reloaded? Apparently a line is that like had a formed. Words. Him a little bit. Apparently a line had formed because Brett took forever to get out of there. So I'm like number forty two
0: now in the building, waiting to get in there. George is going to take a number forty two. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I'll it's like going to Google weigh legs, too. See exactly what that consists of. Good lord. I think I'm going to run down these uh, little, these bad bits. Yeah. I guess, I guess it makes it funnier, the fact that they're supposed to be sound bad, and the drop-ins are like.
6: Pimp. Oh,
0: it's tough out there for a pimp.
4: <laughs>
0: oh man, those are great edits, ain't they?
6: Pimp.
0: Those are like the uh, quick edits we have to do, like with the buttons on the board, you know, the Joyce edits. Yeah. remember Love a
6: Pimp. Christmas.
5: Just like the ones
0: are you to know Oh can he bel out an ounce of sound or what they're bringing the, their bringle
5: when
0: you wish upon this camp you, you know hey. it's thick Let me play that again you notice know, the S from star even, they didn't they did these purposely so sloppy mm-hmm. that it's... when you wish upon this camp <laughs> Oh my kind of uh, edits there you go, Joyce. Take those and shove them where the moon don't shine. Maybe they'll send her fat ass off to Vegas. We'll lose her in the mountains somewhere. 21 past 10 at 560 WQAM. Happy Monday to you. Curtis Stevenson at 2 today. There you go. Oh. That makes some sense. That's why he won't be back on tomorrow, because we got a ball game. Mad Dog at the AAA Arena. Now, what? what's that all about? Has he hmm. got a big game tonight or something, Josh? Oh, they're all big games. Oh. Well, they're all big guys. Well, including... Yeah. 4 to 6.30, it's the Mad Dog at the uh, Mickey Urson Yenta Arena. Panther Preview, 6.30, they're on the road to play the Bruins at the Fleet Enema Center, 7 o'clock. And Jesse Agler, 10 o'clock tonight for Eddie Kay. Boy, look at this schedule this week. guess Eddie's on vacation this week. So tomorrow night we got Curtis at Goldfingers and uh, Lenny Martez on Thursday. Oh, a lot of Lenny Martez and Joseph Gaki this week. Like I said, wave those big white towels, baby. We surrender. We give up. More good news from Iraq. Police found 30. More victims of the sectarian slaughter ravaging Iraq, most of them beheaded, dumped on a village road north of Baghdad yesterday. At least 16 other Iraqis were killed in the U.S.-backed raid in a Shiite neighborhood of the capital. As the bloodshed and murder continues. Okay, here's the poll result from um, Friday. 2,196 vote. How do you like that? I like it. Which of these women would you like to see naked who haven't seen naked already? Naked. Jessica Alba and Jessica Simpson had a good battle going uh, toward the ass end. But then Jessica's ass pulled ahead. Jessica Alba, 174, and Jessica Simpson, 175. Oh, and 145, I'm sorry. Jessica Alba win it. Barbara and Jenna Bush, now let's see, where's the one from the first time we did this? I got it in my pile somewhere. Uh, that was the one constant is that the Bush twins uh, are third. 124, your president's daughters. Jennifer Love Hewitt, 116. Why would anybody want to see that donkey naked? I have no idea. She is nasty. Yes. Shakira, 104. Sandra Bullock, 75. None of them. I'm gay, 72. That's 3.2% of the audience are gay men. Shania Twain, 72. Dolly's Parton, 70. Don't ask me why. I hate this poll, 67. None. I'm a heterosexual female, 65. 2.9% heterosexual females on this audience. Pretty weak. Anna Cornahoya 60, Barbara Eden, 60, Beyonce Knowles, 59, Jennifer Aniston, 55, Heather Locklear, 54, Mariah Carey and her one big boob, and Kristen Dunst, Kirsten, each had 44, Kirsten, excuse me, Britney Spears, 42, and Nikki Cox, 42. Britney had won the original one five years before in a landslide, and now she slid way, way down. She's not even, like, a bubbling under. Also, Nikki Cox had 42. The Olsen Twins, 41. Jessica Beale, 41. No matter how you spell it. Sarah Michelle Geller, 41. Sophia Vergara, 41. Octavio Vergara, the jockey, didn't get any. Faith Hill, 41. Daisy Fuentes, 39. Christina Applegate, 38. Jerry Ryan, 36. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, 31. Tyra Banks, 25. But there's a lot of names on this list. I'm going to give them all. Gwen Stefani, 20. Tia Leone, 19. Hillary Duff, 18. You fairy. Hillary Duff, didn't hear from Duff this morning.
3: I don't care who you are, you fairy.
0: He came by. Lin- Lindsay Lohan, he did? Yeah. You, in the, you uh, blew him off? D- excuse me. Lindsay Lohan, 17. Tony Braxton, 17. Julia Roberts, 17. What that was a movie I saw her uh, that I had seen before like, over the weekend. I just shoved it away real fast. Julia Roberts. It wasn't very good. Christina Aguilera, 16. Winona Ryder, 15. Allie Landry, 15. Melissa Joan Hart, 14. Martina Hingis, 14. Cindy Margolis, 13. Had to get a Jew on there. Christy Brinkley, 13. Jennifer Garner, 11. Adriana Lima, 10. Vivica Fox, 9. Jules Asner, 8. Elizabeth Falarski from Survivor, 7. Neve Campbell, 6. Allie Larder. Lardass had 5. Jenny Garth, 4. Bridget Wilson, 4. Rebecca Gayheart, 3. And Lauren Holly, had 3. Out of just under 2,200 votes. Now, today's poll, which we did just to, to piss off, I mean, to uh, make a point to Josh, I noticed. What? No, look. I think it's valid if, if, if he would if you have every opportunity for him to come out there on top. What do I know? What do I know about the public thinking on this? Well, now we're finding out. Who is the greatest baseball player of all time? Well, everybody yes. hates him. I mean, it's a fact. It's just because no, of his no, attitude. No, 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 no. Wait, wait a minute. This isn't a popularity contest. We're talking <laughs> sure about the greatest. No, it's not. Everyone hates Barry Bonds because of his attitude. Well, let me ask you And something. I don't deny that. hate me really. like Poison too. and now we usually number one on this show. So okay. where's the logic in that? If well, the people that hated me put it down, we'd be number one tenth. That's how high we would be. Yeah, but you didn't you take steroids stuff. that we know of. Not yet. I'm thinking about it, although I have had roids. Yeah. Believe me, especially from this station. Oh, my God. What a pain. Okay, let me. Uh, okay, let's do the break. We'll do a little tease Good. There. I'm going to make what? another attempt. Well, no, you can go anytime you want. Have yeah, if well. And I can handle it. We can, uh, we can I know, break our way through. I don't want to miss ride, anything. I do want to Something Uh-oh. funny might happen. You don't want to miss anything. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. Well, in that case. <laughs> Oh, brother. There. See, you already heard it. I had Hopefully another those word again. When you go and do your... uh, so I, I just don't understand it. And this proves my point about standing there at the windows with waving the white flags is that our tea room is backed up for about 1,500 deep. we got people that don't even work there ready to take a one, a two, and a three in the Q&T room. Boy, you talk about a place that's full of crap. That's us. How is that possible? I mean, there just aren't that many. Uh, what about the one down on the uh, second floor? Yeah, well, that's a schlep. Oh, well, if, if, if that's the case, then you're not that desperate. Don't Believe me, I know from desperate. Most of us know desperate moments in our lives. No, you know, I'm not that there may... yet. No. Well, maybe you could, like, tiptoe your way down the stairs instead, to, <laughs> instead of taking the elevator. Just kind of like a goose step down the stairs. I'll slide down the stairs in five more minutes. <laughs> oh, and leave a trail. 28 past 10 at QM. Beach Ford has gone mad. It's madness in March all this month at Beach Ford. They just missed breaking their all-time record last month in February, and so they're going to break it this month. Believe me. Right now, extended cab Ford F-150s are as low as $249 a month with 995 bucks down, plus fees with approved credit and a 39-month lease. Madness in March at Beach Ford means you must be mad not to take advantage of rebates and discounts up to ten grand in all new and used vehicles. If you're not on the market for a new car, but know somebody who will send their ass into Beach Ford, because if they take delivery this month, during March, Beach Ford will send you 200 bucks in cash, and that money comes from their advertising budget, so they won't tack it onto your friend's price and piss him off. Don't miss out this once-year event, Beach Ford's Madness in March. Let me say it again, extended cab Ford F-150 is as low as just $249 a month. Discounts and rebates of up to ten grand and $200 for referring a friend. So hurry in, Beach Ford is located just two miles east of the Golden Glades on 163rd Street and West Dixie Highway. Guarantee you, will. in fact, I'll bet you Brett's life on it. You'll love your Beach Ford experience. This is a Neil
7: Rogers. Hey, Brett, you're and you're listening to the hockey authority, Neil God. He, he, five, five,
4: four, four, four. Who injected steroids in my bum? Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds. What gives me on
7: that Barry Bonds? He may fool someone, but he ain't fooling me. Why is everybody trying to drug test me? <laughs> Who's always taking all the juice? Always
4: acting so aloof Who throws your borders through the roof Barry Who, me? Yeah, you Barry Bonds Barry Bonds What's going on With Barry Bonds From Sports Illustrated Right to the tabloids Why
0: is
1: everybody saying I take roids?
0: You know, you just inspired me before your comment about how everybody hates him, which is true but uh, for a poll tomorrow, I'm going to push tomorrow's poll back to a Wednesday. Yeah?
2: Well, I'm pushing I'm things. I'm talking about
0: Josh, not you. Okay, I'm pushing some things back till tomorrow, <laughs> too, so. <laughs> you're pushing them back <laughs> into next week. <laughs> wow, you're sure going to have a whole inventory stocked up there. Take a, <laughs> keep you yeah, busy for A lot days. of material. Wow! In other words, you went back in there again. Is that and what somebody, you're telling me? I went
2: back and somebody's uh, some different person is there. The same person is all like. Uh, well,
0: what's going on there? What this, is going like on at QAM, in This is one of the great uh, scandals of all time. They're all lined up at the tea room and they're all on the throne. No,
2: I gotta say this: the the handy is open, but I can't use that
0: one because. Oh, I seat, like that one. It's big. It's in got the, the bars,
2: which is nice, but the seat sits too high, and you know I can't.
0: Oh, that's right. We're little little midget like that, right. can you need like a stepladder to climb up on? I now. need a
2: firm foothold. I can't. <laughs> I can't go if my feet are <laughs> dangling.
0: Oh, well, maybe somebody just hold you up above the uh, right spot. Maybe hopefully. I'll
2: take a stool with me. No,
0: anyway, Josh inspired me. Uh, don't you think that's a good poll? Who's the most hated athlete? Who's your most... Uh, what athlete do you hate the most? Josh, you think that's good? He he will win. Barry Bonds? Yes. You, more than O.J.? Oh, I don't know. That uh, Dennis Rodman. See, that, in other words, I wouldn't do the poll pull if it just just to make Barry Bonds look bad, which he does a good job of that himself. But uh, O.J., you think he can beat? I think he, he can Rose? Beat Pete Rose? No, he How won't be, be no Doji. He won't be no Doji. Maybe Nobody. Pete Rose, give him a run for the money. Yeah. Well, we'll do that tomorrow. I like that poll. Okay, anyway, the greatest baseball player of all time. That's the one for today. Let's stick to the day first, okay? Let's not get too far ahead. Although George has been making a run to the Hayden, and <laughs> it ain't doing much good. 644 votes. Babe Ruth, 130. That was my vote. That's what I told you on Friday, before we took any a vote. Baby Root. Great pitcher, great hitter, great slugger. Not, not the fastest of foot, <laughs> but nevertheless. And that was back in the day of uh, the dead ball as opposed to the live ball and all this watered-down uh, expansion, all these girls' teams. Babe Ruth 130, I hate baseball 105. Yeah, we figured. Willie Mays 82, say hey, Willie. I hate this poll 69. We hate. Ted Williams 58, the splendid splinter. Hank Aaron 47, Hammer and Hank. Mickey Mantle 36. Petey Rose got about 30, man. thirty dollars bills uh, stacked up on the table there at the track, and they'll all be gone in about a half an hour. Barry Bonds 26. So he's in, let's see. If you take off the hate, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh, seventh place. Joe DiMaggio, twenty-four, just two behind. But Barry Bonds never had Marilyn Monroe. Lou Gehrig, sixteen. Ty Cobb, fourteen. And Roberto Clemente, nine. I mean, the fact Ty Cobb's only got fourteen—that's that's a time timeline thing. See what I'm saying? Yes. Well, most people don't know from Ty Cobb. They would know Ty Cobb from Coronado. It's just a whole, from Eddie Cobb. Well, I mean, At any rate, that's that's where we are right now. And you're not doing so great, your guy. I, I, you know, I didn't expect you go out and to... buy that book yet. What are you, you smirkling about? You're waiting for me to send it to you, aren't you? Why would I buy that book? Because you're a big fan of Barry Bonds, and uh, I'm you know a fan if you've got an open mind, if you want to hear the, the truth, if you want to hear the truth, the truth will set you free. Who cares? He's like George is waiting for the truth to set him free. It does well, doesn't believe. matter. The truth being that somebody finally vacated the tea room there, and he has uh, got the green I'm going lights. to have
2: to send a scallop before I bother walking I over there. I just
0: cannot believe how this has been going on for over an hour now. Right. That poor little George has just been trying to, um, you know, make himself a couple pounds lighter.
2: There's no light in there. So, you know, like in the old uh, building, in the old radio station, you could be, people would sit in there and what read old all day long. radio station?
0: You mean at IOD?
2: Places you've been before have good yes, lighting in the turn. like so in a be- real radio station. So people sit and read all day.
0: Do you know that at INZ slash Zeta, some right. of us, some of us hot shots like me, we used to get to use the executive tea room. Oh. Which was right adjacent that's to the general manager. The general office. That, that's the one where yeah. there was that snake on the floor. Okay. One day. A, little, a small little snake. Hey, <laughs> listen, uh, I'm I'll, not
2: joking. I'll brave a python or a tarantula well, or anything python, right now.
0: Like a little God. red snake, and I'm sitting there on the throne. I see this thing, and it's a very, very small tea room, by the way. I thought, oh, it's getting a little crowded in here. Mm-hmm. I think I'll evacuate. I'll wait. New York Times obtained secret memo of Bush and Blair meeting before Iraq war. Oh, we should take a call or two before we start heading into my big pile. Then we got that Beasley story about the Beasleys who can't afford to give you guys an extra dime, but they can afford to borrow $17 million to go and buy another radio station. What a bunch of clowns you people are over there, man. Clowns. But they keep paying me. That's all I care about. WQAM, hello. Tiger Woods. Yeah. Uh, oh, he should be on there, though, shouldn't he? As much as I hate golf, and to me, that's that's a game. It's not a sport. But let's put him on there. Tiger Woods, right? All right. Even with Psycho Man. WQAM, Hello. QAM.
3: Hey, put Biff Pokeroba on the list.
0: Biff Pokeroba, my ass. Get out of here. Probably got a Biff Pokeroba blow-up doll. I did like him a lot, though. The New York Times reports that a secret memo from January 2003 reveals that President Bush and Prime Minister Tony Blair agreed to invade Iraq even without UN backing, Raw Story has learned. There's that Raw Story again, man. The article written by Don Vanetta, Jr. I wonder if he's kin to Don Irvine, Jr addresses the January thirty first, 2003 memorandum, which was leaked to British author and referenced in February of this year. The New York Times was able to obtain a copy of the secret memo and confirms most of the reports. Two senior British officials confirmed the authenticity of the memo but declined to talk further about it, citing Brian's official, Britain's Official Secrets Act, which makes it illegal to divulge classified information. I was thinking of Brian Sears, I'm sorry. Van Atta's article contains many quotations from the memo that haven't been previously disclosed and refers to it as striking in its characterization of frank, almost casual conversation by Bush and Blair about the most serious subjects. Bush expected Iraq's army to fall very quickly and also told the Prime Minister that he thought the Republican Guard would be decimated by the bombing. As for the future government of Iraq, people would find it very odd if we handed it over to another dictator, Blair is quoted as saying. According to an article on the memo published by The Guardian in February, Mr. Bush made it clear the U.S. intended to invade whether or not there was a second U.N. resolution and even if U.N. inspectors found no evidence of a banned Iraqi weapons program. The diplomatic strategy had to be arranged around the military planning, The Guardian reported that Bush told Blair. The diplomatic strategy had to be arranged around the military planning. The Prime Minister is said to have raised no objection. He's quoted as saying he was solidly with the President ready to do whatever it took to disarm old Sodom and Gomorrah. The memo also said to reveal that President Bush suggested flying YouTube reconnaissance aircraft planes with fighter cover over Iraq, painted in U.N. colors, in order to provoke Saddam to shoot on them, therefore putting Iraq in breach of U.N. resolutions. The memo was first obtained by Philip Sands, a professor of international law at a British university, and probably a distant relative of Tommy Sands, who had a teenage crush. I like that. Now, you know, the evidence is all there, but don't confuse the public with the facts. Remember Tommy Sands' Capital Records, Teenage Crush? How about Orange Crush? All they right. still make that, don't they? I think so, in uh, selected places. Orange Crush. I mean, it's, I don't think they make sugar-free. Damn it. They do make sugar-free Dr. Pepper, but not caffeine-free. I do like Dr. Pepper. I think they make sugar-free Crush. They do? I think so. Well, I'll be damned. I better go out and scout for it today. You get that, uh, you haven't got your uh, pasta yet. No, I haven't. I'm gonna have well, to, I'm, I'm trying to, that's turned, that's turned my life around. It has turned my big fat ass around. Wow. Wow. Right there, Dreamfields Low carb Pasta. It's right above uh, OJ and gonna uh, Osama. Hmm? I'm going to do it. You should do it. It, it. It's no different. I mean, it's exactly the same. Don't forget what I said, boil it for eight minutes. Don't forget about that nine to 11. Eight minutes. And when we come back, the scandal of the century that Beasley adds another station in Las Vegas while we're sitting. I mean, look where you are. This I got no Neil complaints. But look where you guys are. Oh. Wouldn't you rather be in Vegas?
5: This station presents Real American Heroes.
4: Real American
5: Heroes. Today, we salute you, Mr. Overzealous April Fool's Pricester. Mr. Overzealous
4: April Fool's Prankster.
5: You've been awake for ten minutes, and already you put fake vomit in the sink, filled the sugar bowl with salt, put plastic wrap over the toilet, and fake doggy-doo on the doorstep. Uh-huh. We're getting here really clever. you arrive first at the office unplug everyone's computer monitor and distribute a fake memo about switching from casual Fridays to bikini fridays and,
0: hope all the for
5: it. and don't forget your fart machine so the next time you think you can escape him what
4: you U.S.O.B., you put
7: glow on my microphone. When I get unstuck, I'm going to hunt you down like a dog, Mr. Overzealous Practical jumper.
3: A real American hero.
7: Mr. Overzealous
4: Joker. Ow,
7: a little help.
5: Anyone? Somebody help me,
3: please.
0: Ow. Maybe that's why Brett was in the tea room so long. He's putting a saran wrap over the uh, toilet seat. Well, now George is in trouble because he's in there. All right. Well, maybe he can bring back a, a specimen. It's 1045 at 560 WQAM. So here's the deal. For $17 million, Beasley Broadcast Group has acquired News Talk KDWN from independent broadcaster Radio Nevada Corp. The deal gives Beasley its first AM in Vegas and its fourth station in market number 232, one of the nation's fastest growing markets. Vegas. Beasley intends to fund the purchase of KDWN with borrowings under its existing credit facility. Oh, God. This acquisition broadens our presence in the fast-growing Las Vegas market and is consistent with our long-term strategy to develop our clusters to their fullest potential. Beasley Chairman and CEO George Beasley said, Oh, yeah, you're developing my cluster. I'll tell you that. It's called ROIDs. Ah. The addition of KDWN improves an already great cluster, creating additional economies of scale while enabling us to provide more choices for our listeners and a more robust platform for our advertisers. Wow. Expected to close early in quarter three this year. So by uh, by the fall, we ought to be in Vegas. All right. yeah, right. Wouldn't that should. be a big improvement for you guys? Yeah, it would. And with the big money Josh is making from that new deal. <laughs> so how was it in there? I bet you the aroma oh. could put you in a coma.
6: Oh, yes!
0: Wow. I, I just you know don't what? get it. I didn't care. Well, I would imagine at this point you wouldn't care. I feel like I just ran a mile. So the coast was finally cleared. Woo!
2: <laughs> Hosanna in the highest.
0: An hour and a half of uh, squeezing for good reason. Oh, I forgot to mention right off the bat, we usually do the dead celebrities right at the beginning. But who the hell knows? Buck Owens, Buck Owens, co-host of television's Hee Haw, right, and who shaped the uh, sound of country music with hits like "Act Naturally," his died. was seventy-six. He had more than twenty number one records. Did you know that? No. But I'm sure. I'm sure that must mean on the country chart, not not like yeah. The cause of death wasn't immediately known. Owens had undergone throat cancer surgery in 93. He was hospitalized with pneumonia in 97. Sounds to me like a smoker. I could be wrong about that. Sounds like a big smoker. Probably. This is the only
2: hee-haw anything that I have in here. So. What is that? It's the hee-haw gospel quartet. Oh. Singing, wait a little longer, please Jesus. Oh, yeah, wait a
0: longer, please Oh, it's speaking of wait a singing longer, please morning, yeah. Jesus. Let me just make a little set a message along here on the air to my neighbor who keeps, uh, you know, Jesus. Uh, there are no Jesus Christers in my house, okay? Present, past, or future. And they're not going to be. <laughs> so stop le- re- leaving religious books on my doorstep. I'm going to tell you, seriously, the, the, this is what people. This is what pisses people off about the religious nuts. That's right. You just can't leave other people alone. That's you want right. to believe any crap you want. You want to put up that he has risen flag every other day, uh, every other circus, whatever you want, fine. But leaving religious books on my doorstep, there get away, go away, gonna have your ass arrested for trespassing, you crazy people. Anyway, Buck Owens' Square was one of the most phenomenal in country music, with a string of more than twenty number one records, most released in the mid-sixties to mid-seventies. Well, I gotta look that up. All right. Well, I'm, I'm sure that means number one in the country charts, not in the pop charts. There's no way.
2: In the country charts, of
0: course. Of course, of course. There's Roy Orbison. Nice shades. Uh, and the Osmonds. or oh, there's Reg Owen in Manhattan Spiritual. Boy, I bet you don't have that. That was a good song, Two, It's cool. 58. Reg yeah. Owen. Sorry, no. An instrumental No, in no, Manhattan have Spiritual. Great record. Who am I looking for? Oh, Buck, Buck Owens. Owens. As a matter of fact, he never had anything on the pop charts. He had no, one man. song. It was number 25 in 1965. I got a tiger by the tail. Bye-bye. It was number one country hit for five weeks, see? All of his big hits were in country music, nose picking, redneck uh, charts.
2: Yeah, nothing, nothing comes up on my pewter.
0: Yeah, of it course, pop, strictly crap. His hits are recorded with a honky tonk twang that came to be known throughout California as the Bakersfield Sound, named for a town 100 miles north of L.A. that Owens called home. The Bakersfield Sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the reason he was so well known and respected by younger generation of country musicians because he was an innovator and a rebel. Said uh, whoever this is, somebody, Jim Shaw who played keyboards in Owens' band, the Buckaroos. Oh, that's right, it was Buck Owens and the Buckaroos. He did it out of the Nashville establishment, had a raw edge. Oh, God. Buck Owens is dead, and believe me, none too soon. Who cares? Oh, and how about that guy that got killed down there at Homestead this weekend? you see that? Mm -hmm. Yes, I did. Well, that is what it's all about, isn't it? Yes, it is. Although going is round and, round, and had, round as fast as they can, you know, so the crowd can see a fiery crowd. was no crowd. It was only a practice. Uh, so I know that. He didn't have the decency to a wait for so the crowd there. Yes. Yeah, could, that's right. He could have at least waited till there was a bunch of spectators who would have gotten their jollies because that's what they go for. Oh no, we don't, Neil. If you just understand, I, I do understand. Believe me, I understand it mighty well. How's your buddy Joe Costello? He's probably shaken by that or stirred. Seven eleven. That's the number of votes we got. Oh, I know. Seven eleven. Oh, we'll make a thousand today. Easy. Who is the greatest baseball player of all time? Baby Root, 145. Has Barry Bonds got a candy bar named after him? No. They should uh,
2: put Fidel Castro on that poll.
0: Has uh, Barry Bonds got a, a candy bar? No. Did you ever see a Barry Bonds floating in a punch bowl? No. <laughs> not yet. But a Baby Ruth. In fact, remember the song "A Rose and a Baby Ruth" by George Hamilton IV, not to be confused with the uh, bad actor George Hamilton. On ABC Paramount Records, look it up. Oh, you don't got. I don't her. have that too. Soon. A Rose and a Baby Ruth. Sorry. They were both in the punch bowl. I hate baseball, 115, Baby Ruth, 145, Fully Mays, 87. See, it's not even close. I hate this full, 74. Well, your mama. Ted Williams, 62, Hank Aaron, 50, Mickey Mendel, 41, Pete Rose, 34, Joe DiMaggio, 27. We didn't put Hank Greenberg or Hank Goldberg on here. Barry Bonds, 27, tied with Jolt and Joe DiMaggio, who just with the Marilyn Monroe factor moved into a tie with Barry, who's dropping like a rock. Lou Gehrig, 19. Barry Bonds couldn't carry Lou Gehrig's jockstrap. Ty Cobb, 16, and Roberto Clemente, arriba, arriba, 14. Arriba, whatever the hell that means. Up. I know what it means. Up, up, and away, like Superman. 717 on that poll, man. We are really kicking ass on our website. On the air, it's another story altogether. Although we do have a couple of calls on there you ought to take. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir.
3: Hey, by the way, Neil, baby Ruth was not named after the baseball player.
0: Really? No,
3: it was named after Teddy Roosevelt's daughter.
0: I'll be damned.
3: Yep, just one of those fun facts on the Food Channel my wife forces me to watch.
0: And probably the Mars bar wasn't named after the planet either, was it? Uh, It probably wasn't even discovered at that point. Right, uh, I would agree. I'll talk to you. Thanks for the good news. Bye. How do you like that? There's a little piece of useless trivia. In fact, if you're on Jeopardy! someday, the question is, the answer is, yeah, Baby Ruth. (laughs) What a horrible show. No, it isn't. God, it's awful. No, it isn't. I think that Alex Trebek must be Canadian or something. So You don't know any of the questions. I know the questions, mister. You just don't know the answers. That's the problem. Uh, The answer is, see, I'll tell you, the the original host on that show, he really turned me off. What was his name? I can never think of it. I don't know. Yes, you do. I didn't didn't uh, watch it in those days. Jim uh, uh, Jane, uh, uh, what was her name? I don't know. No, you know who I I'm didn't thinking. have a ghost of stuffy. a chance in those very stuffy guy. He kind of like made the show into what it is. It's almost like uh, what's his name almost ruined uh, Wheel of Fortune over the first host that idiot Richard Dawson. No, <laughs> not Richard Dawson was not Wheel of Fortune. It Was that guy with the, the the ceramic Dalmatians? Art Fleming was the uh, Art Fleming. Very good, thank God. Yeah, he I was uh, the it. answer is yeah, He was so stale, man. No recollection of that. So stale. He was no Alex Trebek. And the original ho- uh, host on Chuck Swillery.
2: Which, by the way, I'm, I'm with you on the Alex Trebek thing. He, he doesn't do a thing for me. No, I don't I like just, him. I just want to hear Chuck a lot of Swillery. questions. Chuck
0: Swillery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the original yeah, host. And then obnoxious. he was on, like, some horrible the love love connection or something. He, he's just terrible. He's awful. You're right, love connection or something. And the like squeal that. of fortune, he down here single-handedly killed it. And then they brought on Pat and Vanna. I was mm-hmm. telling somebody the other day, a lady friend of mine at Woodbine, and she said something that she's always joking about, oh, go Vanna, you know, or something like that. And I said, you know, she's 57 years yeah. old. And she said, oh, you found out? And I felt like saying, <laughs> I Googled it, you dumb bitch. You found out. Yeah, I found out. I did some investigative work. I hired a spy. Yeah, it's really difficult.
2: You know, I was thinking about Pat and Vanna. Then I found out how old she was. No.
0: Take a look at her feet. Since you're a big foot guy, <laughs> take a look. Now, listen, probably that'll, look that'll, like that'll crazy, turn you in the opposite yeah. direction for life if you see her feet. My God. <laughs> Oh, she's got ancient feet. Her feet look like uh, Eleanor uh, Roosevelt's feet. Probably look like a vulture's feet. Yeah. W D Q A M. Hello. I'm
3: I felt like feet. <laughs> Two A M. Yeah, Neil. Just to let you know that the Mars Power was named after the family who founded the uh, company. The that Marsh is correct. Family. That's right. Okay.
0: And Bye. it might have been named after Ray Nars too. Speaking of uh, TV uh, game shows, remember Ray Nars? No. Yeah, you do. Ray Nars. He was one of the and his brother. His brother, I think it was his brother, was the guy that was on Name That Tune. What the was his name? With the glasses? Oh, I oh, wish God. I knew. That.
2: I love that show. They should bring that back.
0: Name That Tune? Mm hmm. I love playing along. His brother was also a professional game show host. Ray Nars and uh, Chicken Eck would know. Oh, I got to know.
2: Well, wait for the delay to catch up. He'll tell you. Oh,
0: a yeah, in about an, uh, half an hour when the delay catches up, Chicken Eck will right. call you and tell you what his brother's name was. W- which his name was nothing. It was kind of like um, the other brothers, Cohen and uh, what, Dining and Dan Joey Carr and Steve Cohen, you know. Brothers, but different last names. WQAM. Hello, Kennedy. That was his name. Yeah, something Kennedy. QAM. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir.
3: I think I think Josh is right about the poll. Barry Bonds is in disadvantage because no one likes him, and just because you don't like him, it doesn't mean he's not one of the best baseball players. Now you got seven or eight guys in front of him. Well, let me ask you know this: Is
0: anybody like Barrett and Pete Rose? They hate him like poison. He's a uh, head of Barry Bonds. So get yeah, out but of nobody here. Nobody's
3: gonna. Crap. Be... Nobody's ah. gonna
0: think Pete Rose for the greatest player okay, of all I'll time. Okay, I tell you what. Let us do this. How about if we put on there whether you like him personally or not? Stop it. The gra- it doesn't. Huh? It's not gonna make a difference.
2: It's not gonna make a difference. People are gonna vote.
0: See, so or... you guys are just trying to rationalize, okay? Because you're a bunch. Just like this kid, he's a punk. What does he know about Baby Ruth? Okay. Look, ba- look, look, He probably but... he was probably in there with George looking for Baby Ruth uh, floating around in there. I got no those. problem. At, I several. I got no problem with anyone saying Babe Ruth is the greatest player of all time. Was it a baby? Was it a Baby Ruth in the punch bowl, or was it a? Um... Clark Bar,
2: Jack Nars, and Tom Kennedy. What did I say? I have no idea. I, I don't remember that. far back. To
0: that's yeah, Tom Kennedy was his brother. Right. Very good. That was back in the heyday of game shows, baby. When we had good game shows, not the swill that we got like now, like that. Who wants to be a millionaire? You see how long Ooh. that lasted? Oh, that's not. That's bad. That I, yeah, bad. And I'll so. say it again. I like Regis a lot, but boy, he has been involved in some of the worst crap.
6: Who is
7: Neil Rogers? Rogers. This is 560 G.A.M.
1: This is the Neil Rogers Show.
7: This is your brain. Any questions?
5: It's big, Neil. It's bigger than both of us. There
7: is a child living down in Mexico who has to go to work every day. Sits at his desk, making clothes for Kathy Lee Loves the work,
5: but doesn't love the pay
6: They are the kids
5: who make the clothing
4: They are the ones who make a buck a day So quit
6: complaining
4: It's just clothes they're making The kind you love to buy, it's true
0: they make a buck day with Kathy Lee. And deservedly so. By the way, all this hoopla and all this uh, carrying on around the country, if as many people were protesting against the illegal war in Iraq and all these dead people, uh, then I'd say, hey, you go for it. Right. But all these people that are running around carrying on, all they're doing is saying, hey, we're breaking the law, we're illegal, and we want to be legal. Want you to change the law so that illegal aliens can become? That, that's what it's really all about. That's Right.
3: Let's reward
2: lawbreakers.
0: That's right. Let's it's reward people really for like uh, them, you know yeah. digging those tunnels and coming through illegal, mm-hmm. so that all your uh, big business can have a bunch of cheap labor.
2: And maybe Americans would do those jobs if they offered them a decent wage, if they paid yeah, minimum exactly. wage, but they don't. Maybe
0: the Haitians would do it.
2: There you go. I just said that for that
0: guy that hates the Haitians.
2: That hey, crazy guy. I had a Haitian fix a flat tire over the weekend.
0: Nothing wrong with the Haitians, man. They sewed them baseballs real tight so Barry Bonds could hit some home runs. I'd tell you what he told me, but we'd have to dump it. Oh, really? Yeah. Did it have to do with, like, a blood clot? Nope. Nope. Oh, no. no that's with... a Jamaican thing. I'm sorry. That's right. Well, some, uh, some kind of a clot. No, it anyway, had to do I with Anyway, I just it looked it up... It. Mar- Will you shut up? Mars... Did you know that Mars makes, um, well, we knew Three Musketeers, right? Yeah. you know that Mars, see, Mars was the family that uh, invented this uh, all this stuff that's killing us. Been killing people for years with their addictive candy. M&M's. Did you know that Mars made M&M's? No, I didn't. God, I didn't are really we learning some crap it. today. Man, you kids out there, uh, this is as educational as it gets. You learn more on this show in a half an hour than you will in school in 15 years. What? I belched. Oh. Here, they, they got a nicer website. Today, Mars is an 18, they ought to have, it's an $18 billion business. Oh, and speaking of that, our uh, total on our fundraiser, $20,755. dollars woo man. It's just pouring in by the dollar. I don't care. Good. Perhaps more surprisingly and unusual for a business of our size, we're still privately owned, making us one of the largest small family businesses in the world, it says here. And it goes on and on and on. And it's got a picture of, um, I can't tell what that other thing is got a three musketeers bar. Eh, it's, I don't like three musketeers. It's kind of like mushy, you know? Not not no, mushy nothing do it.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's all right. whipped mushy, up. You don't it. have
0: like anything exciting in it. That's right. As opposed to a Mars bar. Now, Mars bars when you put them in a freezer,
2: ooh. No, they, they got the shredded coconut in that. I'm not crazy about shredded that. Shredded coconut? Don't they Mars bars? I don't like no. shredded, that shredded processed no, coconut. that's Almond Joy. That's Almond Joy, yeah. Well, you better get with it, mister. You don't I like know your I'm candy bars.
0: I'm going to tell you, the, uh, the Mars bars is going to
2: call in here pretty soon. We need. I want a second opinion. What? I think they both have shredded
0: coconut. Let me say it again. Mars bars doesn't have any coconut that okay. you want. I'll tell you what, during the next break, I'll go across to the convenience store and I'll get one. Okay. <laughs> don't what? do that. I won't eat it. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. No, I don't want no candy bars. There's a, a very amusing, this fax is very funny, and you want to know why? Look at the header on it. Yeah, I know. Oh. says Neil, although this is a chronic regular, so it's obviously a yes, fake header. Yes, the whole thing is. is fake. Yes. Although there's no doubt Bonds is a Hall of Fame player, probably 200 of his home runs are tainted right now. Chances are he would have done 500-500 for a career. Great stats, but certainly not nearly the best ever. Right. Certainly Willie Mays, my vote, was truly the greatest player. No, I wouldn't say certainly, but you're entitled to that, uh, that opinion and Babe Ruth had more home runs than entire teams during the dead ball era, but never faced blacks or Hispanics, Babe Ruth. And then the header says the Vasquez family. Oh, how's Jacinto doing? Still having trouble finding the finish line? Jacinto Vasquez, my ass. God. Now, here's the, what is this thing? I'm supposed to be able to read this? This yeah, good luck this to be sent me I from Howard Goodman, this commentary yeah, like from I Tallahassee. Said, just throw it away. Yeah, I'm gonna throw it away. Official's heroic act. They, yeah, we uh, we always. I've talked about this a long time ago. This is old news. This is old news about the way the state of Florida is punishing this guy for trying to uh, you know get the voting machine straightened out, man. Ion Sancho. How many stories did I have about this? But get him out of here! They're sending me this ancient crap. You people need to get with it. George was thinking he might have uh, some ancient crap. Not anymore, man. Oh, thank God. Woo! From the Paleolithic age. Wow. I, I just find that shocking to me because knowing the lay of the land there. Yeah. It goes to show you, maybe they're starting to lay down some real serious uh, uh, threats with that sales core, you know? That could be. It
2: was right after that sales meeting. It Good. Be right
0: That's it. And they're all in there. And believe you me, those guys ought to be doing a Green Apple quick step right out the door. Troy Stratford near the uh, front of the list, by the way. Here's a guy inherited a bunch of accounts I've had on the air for years, and he is working selectively, one by one, to destroying them. And uh, as far as service and and, uh, copy, forget about it. Not in his lingo. It's not in his lexicon. Isn't that what he's driving, a lexicon? Oh, don't forget, if you drive a lexicon, you can park free at the Panthers starting July 1st at the uh, Mac Arena. But if you don't, it's going to cost you $100. The greatest baseball player of all time. we got almost 800 votes already. This one is turning their fancy schmancy. How do you like that, Josh? We got uh, 758. I bet you uh, Barry Bonds never batted no 758. Babe Ruth, 157. Now, have you ever seen, like, clips, film clips of Babe Ruth? Yeah, I was a little tub. I'm
2: well aware of Babe Ruth's Actually, career. I don't know. He might have been tall, but he was a tub.
0: He was tubby. Yeah, he was fat. Yes, he was. He looked about as much like an athlete as, say, uh, a baseball player, Mickey Lola. You know, fat. He could play some his fair share of positions, though. Couldn't run, but... Why, uh, why do you keep saying that? He, played, he was a pitcher and he played right field. I don't know any other position he ever played other than maybe Prone. Well, he might have played first, like a couple No, I, I don't think so. I I look at he up play first liked. base. He did? With who? I, I said he might have, a little bit. I, I played first up. base. You know, you're starting to really frost my ass. Lightly frosted? And, and, and I'm not that big of a Babe Ruth fan. It's not like I was alive, you know, even as anxious as I am. Just a minute. I'm Googling, man. I'm Googling over here.
2: I'll, I'll get Ruth. it. Don't
0: worry. Baby Ruth. Here we go. Let's see the official Babe Ruth website. How ah, do you like that? Yeah, he uh, did play first base also. He did? Yeah. Well, I mean, all these guys when they get to the end of the career when they're totally immobile, which he was never very mobile in the first place, they put him like a statue on first base. No, I mean they? like in the middle and kind of like where Moose Scourn used to be and Johnny Mize. You know, like thirteen. How games? about Johnny Mize? Was he chopped liver? What was wrong with Johnny Mize? Huh? Are you anti semantic or something? And what about Al Rosen speaking of Jewish ballplayers and Hank Greenberg and Bugsy uh, Mugsy uh, uh, Solomon? Who? I don't know. Seven hundred and sixty-nine votes on there, and Barry Bonds is still sucking wind. In fact, Pete Rose passed him. Joe DiMaggio passed him. Look at Jolton Joe's guy. Since I mentioned Marilyn Monroe's name, Jolton Joe uh, got some more admiration there. Old oh, Jolton Joe. Well, we know what Good. kind of crowd is listening. Good today. God, was it? What, what does that mean? So in other words, we only got some old listening today. I see only old people. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's take a poll. If you're under the age of thirty, how's that? First of all, how how to like a twenty year old guy? What does he know about great baseball players? Huh? Uh, look, well, I'll, I'll what, have you know, I'm pretty. To, what has he got to gauge it on? What, what does that mean? Just, just what I'm saying. I, You're a mean, no, wait, no, wait. Just because I'm new school doesn't mean I appreciate. Uh, that's the baseball like saying, player. how about a seven year old kid asking him who's the greatest lay in the world? Or in the kind of like stupid question? That's totally that's different. He might know. The Baseball's way to a game of his that teacher. That, oh. Baseball's a game of stats, though. You can look and no, see how. So it is not a game of stats. Everything is with. You have to put the stats in perspective. You have to put stats in perspective. And don't forget who looks good out there. you got to factor that in. Well, what does that got to do with it? Who looks good out there? How many good-looking ballplayers are there nowadays? Well, you tell me. Look, well, you're only as I'm good saying. in baseball. You're only as good as your Oh, here you go. Say spy you report on Tom Jicka. I've been waiting for this. Neil, Tom Jekka was ripping you an ass at about 1 a.m. Friday night, Saturday morning, in between begging for phone calls. He was ripping me an ass. Well, you know what, Tom? Good luck to you, okay? I tuned in after the Gator game to see what Eddie Kaye's take would be, and there was Tom. He kept teasing before commercials that he was going to talk about the situation with my buddy Neil, and he still is my buddy. He said he ran something on your 20th and 25th anniversary, and there's nothing left to say, and that an anniversary is not an entitlement to get your name in the newspaper. Oh, I see. I guess the Herald must not feel that way. Not an entitlement to get your name in the paper? Well, what, what is that? So, in other words, you he had made that rule one. up after, no, after he wrote the big pieces on the 20th and 25th that's anniversary. I thought you get that, so. I see. That's it. Well, you know what? Screw you, Tom. He also said, it galls me that Neil says I get paid to do this show. I don't care whether, I don't give a crap whether you get paid or not, as if anyone would pay to put him on, says the uh, faxer, but I digress. He says that would be a conflict of interest. They never takes money, even when he does other radio shows on other stations. And it isn't right about Eddie K because they, um, what? They shower together. <laughs> he also said to ask you if you once said that reading on the air was boring and that polls were weak. Mike and Melbourne. Yeah, reading on the air is boring unless I'm the one that's doing it and polls are weak unless we're the ones that are doing it. How do you like that, Tom? I got news for you. There's more entertainment in the first five minutes of the, Just during the crossover with Hank every day, there's more entertainment than any 400-year columns put together. How do you like that? Speaking of weak, speaking of boring. Just, just Google Tom Jicka on a Sun Sentinel thing there. Just go on the Sun Sentinel website and Google Tom Jicka. Do I have to? And, and look at the last 50 columns and see if every one is in another puff piece, another one of those standard puff pieces about uh, some stupid-ass network TV show. All the same. Not one line. Forget about me. How about the other people that worked their ass off in this business for years and years? Nothing. zippity doo Tommy. As a matter of fact, I'm going to play something on him. hymn. Yeah, see, there's more humor in there than any of Tom Jick 4,000 columns put together, plus the Q&A on Sunday, where he finally had to admit that he got the information wrong about uh, Greg Budell last Sunday, and about the fact that he got an email from Greg, and he's uh, not in Alabama, or he's still in Alabama, with a banjo on his knee, and he's also on 640, whatever that is. Oh, God, just unbelievable. It's 1 o'clock in the morning when there's nobody awake, and he's on here ripping me the Go ahead, Tom, have a good time. I'll take my paycheck, no problem. You take yours. He still has a uh, fine-looking son. Evangelical teens rally in San Francisco, speaking of young people. More that this is so... This is pathetic. I'm, I'm going to save it for after the break because it's uh, long and I don't want to interrupt it to tell Good. you what's going on. Good. It's a Goya Chevelle. Isn't that what they say in China? It's a Goya Chevelle. I think that's what they say. And they know they're Goya over there, believe you me. I still don't understand how people uh, who are... Uh, biologically constructed the way the chinese are have made a billion people that has to be probably the greatest miracle in the history of the human race the quantity not quality i'm just telling you i, I just don't know how, how they do it i mean Apparently i think it's i've got enough. a general idea yeah. this is neil rogers this is five
7: sixty two it's Hurricane Hotline, Thursday night at 7, from Bernie Kosar Steakhouse in South Miami. Talk college hoops with head coach Frank A. here on 560 QAM. Neil? God? Karen Stone is back in Basic Instinct 2. Ma'am, we're going to take you downtown for questions. Not
4: now, dear. Matlock's about to come on.
7: She's getting older, and she's still up to her old tricks.
4: Answer the question, ma'am. Would you mind if I... Uncrossed my
7: legs first? Frankly, ma'am, yes.
4: Just... Oh, just give me a second. Oh, my arthritis is acting off oh, for the love of piece. I think my knees are locked. Oh, thank God. Does anyone have any bandgay? Basic
7: Instinct 2, the sequel with a few new wrinkles.
4: Oh, I see what's wrong. I need to unstrap my hernia truss first. Oh, oh.
5: Oh, wow.
0: There's some more of that great filler material that we play uh, after breaks, just uh, as Tom calls it. To fill in Idiot. 1116 at 560 WTM. I got news for him. He ain't no Sherry Woods. He ain't no Linda Thornton. That's for damn sure. He is what he is. Oh, and by the way, more good news from Iraq. I don't think we got this in the first... uh, bulletin. At least 30 people 30, man. were killed and more than 30 others wounded today by a suicide bomber outside a northern Iraq recruitment center for security forces. However, the Iraqi Ministry of Defense said 40 people were dead. So, you know, 30, 40. Who's counting? It's unclear who might have suffered casualties, but a U.S. military spokesman said no Americans were injured. Thanks God. That's what it says right there in the uh, CNN story. Thanks God. In parentheses. Here's that story again about them evangelical teens. What is wrong with you people? Are you crazy or what? Oh, God. More than 25,000 evangelical Christian youths landed Friday in San Francisco for a two-day rally at AT AT&T Park against the virtue terrorism of popular culture, and they were greeted by an official city condemnation and a clutch of protesters who said their event amounted to a fascist mega-pep rally. (laughs) Oh, yeah. A fascist mega-pep rally. You know it. Sounds like a, a cabinet meeting in the White House. Battle Cry for a Generation is led by a 44-year-old Concord native, Ron Luce, who wants God's instruction book to guide young people away from the corrupting influence of popular culture. Luce, whose teen mania organization is based in Texas, kicked off a three-day reverse rebellion tour Friday night, intended to counter a popular culture that he says glamorizes violence and sex. Ah! The $55 advance ticket for two days of musical performances and speeches were sold out. The walk-up admission was available for 199 bucks. What a bargoon. While those kids were there busy in San Francisco stirring it pot, George was smoking it, watching some getchke there at the, uh, where was it, the Macarena? Uh, Pompano Beach Amphitheater. Well, what was that? Some, some uh, Hasidic no, uh, rock star. They don't
2: even bother. You know, you checked out Musically a long time ago, maybe 20 years or so. Yeah. It's oh, good. I, I see. It's well, good. What's the guy's name? Matis Yahoo.
0: Now, do you know who that is? Yeah, Matis what? Matis Yahoo. Yahoo? That's right. Whoever heard of a Jew named Yahoo? Everybody. I've heard of Bibi Netanyahu. There oh, you we go. We've to Bibi And by the way, how's Ariel Sharon doing? Well, let
2: see him no more. Oh, well, no. I saw him at the concert, though, i got to say.
0: <laughs> he was moshing. Oh, he was sitting in the
2: first three rows. He was moshing with Moishi.
0: After stops in Detroit and Philadelphia in the next few weeks, Luce wants to unleash a blitz, a blitz. Of youth pastors into the communities to do everything from work with the homeless to find new ways to bring others to Christ. He challenged youth leaders to double their size of their groups next year. And let me say it again: if my neighbors leave any more Jesus books in my uh, on my doorstep, or anyplace else, I'm going to stick them right up their ass. God, what a bunch of maniacs! That, that's, I mean, this is this is what it's all about. They just won't leave you alone. They just that's won't right.
2: stop. You'll thank them from heaven.
0: Maybe I need to put up a banner there: Jesus isn't welcome here. Okay, go uh, go bother somebody else with your crap. You oh, go. you
2: silly-ass Jesus christ you Put something satanic on your door. And then opinion. Luce
0: plans to return to San Francisco next year to chart the progress they're making. Oh, yeah, that's a good place for it. That's bad news to Assemblyman Mark Leno, Democrat of San Francisco, who told counter-protesters at City Hall on Friday that while such fundamentalists may be small in number, they're loud, they're obnoxious, they're disgusting, they should get out of San Francisco, and I would say he is... Absolutely correct, sir. Luce didn't flinch in the face of the counter-protest. The author hosted the Acquire the Fire TV cable TV program, Acquire the Fire. Arr. And a President Bush appointee to a federal anti-drug abuse commission wants teens to find Bible-based solutions for the spread of sexually transmitted disease, teen pregnancy, drug, ab- drug abuse, and suicide. That's right. In other words, the message is go screw your brains out and then pray like hell to God that you don't catch anything. Is that the way it works? That's the way it works. Yeah. Bible-based solution. Pray a lot. Put your hands together in prayer. Now, et etc. Did he do a couple of brachas there on, uh, on uh, that concert? No, he uh, he sings them though. No. The villains, Luce said, range from the promiscuity and sexualization of young people on MTV and the popular online meeting hub MySpace.com to a corporate culture that spends millions trying to woo the under-21 crowd. They want to woo them. Battle Cry will try to bring them back to God through two days of religious rockers, speakers, and the debut of what Luce called a Christian alternative to MySpace.com. This is more than a spiritual war, Luce said. It's a culture war. Military metaphors abound in Luce's descriptions of the struggle. He tells young people of how an enemy has launched a brutal attack on them. At a pre-battle cry rally Friday afternoon on the steps of City Hall, Luce told his mostly teenage audience that terrorists of a different kind, advertisers, were targeting them, that they were caught in the middle of a battle. Are you ready to go to battle for your generation? He asked, and the young people roared, Yes! yes! And some wave, some wave triangular red flags flown from long, medieval-looking poles. Oh, God, there's nothing like a long, medieval-looking pole. I've seen a few of those. I've seen many. Lucy's approach has been praised by conservative leaders from Reverend Jerry Falwell to Fox News commentator, the unctuous Sean Hannity. Much of the statistical backing for the horrors Lucy's on TV is provided by the Parents Television Council of Figures, which is funded by conservative foundations such as the Lyndon Harry Bradley Foundation. I wonder if that's the Paul Lynn Foundation, but I kind of doubt it. <laughs> Those alliances weren't lost on the 50 protesters representing a rainbow of San Francisco's left from abortions rights advocates to anti-war pro- activists to atheists who staged Friday's counter-protest. There is a real intolerancy to uh, homosexuality in a lot of these organizations, said Peter Cobb, an organ- organizer with not an hour name. Earlier this week, the Board of Supervisors passed a resolution condemning the act of provocation by what it termed an anti-gay, anti choice organization that aimed to negatively influence the politics of America's most tolerant and progressive city. Lou said it was the first time on, and of course, that's where Barry Bonds plays. That's just a coincidence? I that's think been. not. Lou said it was the first time one of his events has been officially condemned. A battle cry invitation to teenagers may plan the symbolism of gathering in San Francisco for a pre event rally at the very city hall steps where several months ago gay marriages were celebrated for all the world to see. I bet you Bobby Bounds is rolling in his grave. He hasn't been there very long either. Same sex marriage is another sign of the end of the ti- end of times. Oh here we go. Oh it's the uh-huh. end of times. I remember when I was a little kid back in the early 50s, those Jehovah's Witnesses were coming on and knocking on the door with that watchtower. Oh, the end right. is near. A right. I, 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 little kid, yeah. just leave me alone, okay? And let me go back and watch Flipper. Get out of here. Same-sex marriage is another sign of the end of time, said Cheryl and David, referring to the apocalypse that some fundamentalist Christians believe is foretold in Scripture. The 22-year-old San Jose administrative assistant came to battle cry with 15 other young lunatics on Friday. He'll be joined by 60 other friends uh, over the weekend. Well, it's too late. They're all gone now. Christian Galleon, a 15-year-old in town with his Assembly of God youth group from Humboldt County, shrugged off being called fascist by counter-demonstrators. Doesn't bother me, Galleon, said it's a beautiful city and we don't have anything against the protesters. His youth pastor had no interest in engaging in political debates. I'm not here to hate anybody, Scott Thompson, said this isn't about Bush or gays or anything other than being here to worship together. They were all going, that's not how some liberal leaders saw it. Even if it's done by a Barnum and Bailey crowd with a tent and some snake oil, I think we need to pay attention to what Supervisor Tam Amiano said, who authored the condemnation resolution, we shouldn't fall asleep at the veal. Separated by barricades and six feet of neutral sidewalk in front of six, uh, City Hall, the two sides traded amplified calls to arms on Friday. On one side of the barricade was a girl carrying a sign that said, instead of porn, show us godly relationships. On the other a woman held one that said, I moved here to get away from people like you. <laughs> Great. As battle cry organizers walk through the crowd of young people telling them, Don't engage with them one rain so counter demonstrated deal, and next time come back in the summer. Lou said they will. We're gonna be back here in a year to see what kind of progress we've made. He said we're gonna be back at AT and T Park or whatever it's called then. How do you like that for a shot, huh? Mm-hmm. I moved here to get away from people like you. Next, you know something? I think I'm going to put that banner up on the front of my house. uh uh-huh. Or else I might just put a sign on my neighbor's house. I moved here to get away from people like... Or I moved away from here to get away from people like you. How do you right, like that right. in my case, huh? I got out of here to get away from people like you. Good God. And that's all happening in San Francisco, the home of Barry Bonds, who is not doing really well in this poll. That's because people don't like him. They won't give him his due. He's way down there. This is true. Although he has edge ahead of Joe D again. That's where the real battle is, okay? 916 votes. It's not even 1130 yet, for Christ's sakes. Who is the greatest baseball player of all time? And it ain't Frank Mahovlich. So I'll tell you that. Babe Ruth, 165. I hate baseball, 132. I got news for her. Let's take a poll on who's the greatest hockey player ever. All right, Talk all right. about bad poll. And then we can do curling. Yeah, who's the greatest curler? Well, it's undoubtedly the late Sandra Schmurler. Curler, that's right. Boy, just when she got famous, she croaked, you know? That was bad that's time. Sad. Babe Ruth, 165. I Hate Baseball, 132. Willie Mays, Say Hey, 104. I Hate This Pool, 81. Ted Williams, 72. Henry Aaron, 58. Hammer and Hank. Hammer and Hank! (laughs) Mickey Mendel, 41. Pete Rose, 38. Barry Bonds, 32. Joe D. Jolton Joe, 31. He's right on Barry's ass. On his steroid-laden ass. The size of a... Ty Cobb, 22. I was going to say watermelon. (laughs) Lou Gehrig, 21. And Roberto Clemente, 19. Out of 919. What? Have no, no, well, you seen some watermelons as close. big as Barry Bonds' fat ass? This and they're not even is taking steroids. Not quite this that big. It's 5:62 a.m. Rogers, God. Hey everybody! The joy, joy, dance, dance, dance.
7: He's gonna do the joy, joy dance.
4: So take a people and stand. Come on and joy, joy, joy. dancing tôi boy who's on tôi Put on a tôi 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 pants and shuffle tôi 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 toy. Toy, toy, toy. tôi toy. Toy, 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 toy,
6: toy. tôi tôi toy.
4: Toy, 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 toy. Toy, tôi tôi toy, toy, tôi Toy, 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 tôi Toy, 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 toy. I a big over here. Now sure doing that. Oh, am going to go the door. Hey, am going to go to the door. I'm about the I'm going to the door. i here. I'm
6: here the I'm doing to go to
5: the
4: door. i to i
0: you know, those three words uh, fit him to a T. Now see here, that That was him. That That's it. That, there, yeah, it. that sums him up in three little ter- words. I'll have you, know. 28 till noon at 560 WQAM. By the way, I'm giving the wrong number. I keep saying 900. 833 on the pool, not nine. Okay. Not nine. Well, not because Robert is nine. hanging over all of our heads like an albatross. <laughs> Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Let's get a lot of calls on here and to make Tom Jekka happy. I do want you to understand the thing with Tom and me. It's not personal. It's business. I like Tom. Tom's okay personally. You know, I've had some nice lunches with him. He's not a bad guy, right? far He doesn't step on. He's even shorter than you are. He comes up to your kneecap, I think. About two feet tall. No, that's not personal. It's strictly business, Tom. Don't don't. Uh, and you notice he said that according to that spy report. I'm surprised we don't have a whole bunch of spy reports, aren't you? Would you think that everybody in town would have been up one o'clock in at one the morning, in the, morning, morning at the time for show? That's right. Taping it at least. Right, and making and taking notes to make sure they got all the info right. Five six seven oh oh five sixty and pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless line. Mars bars do not have coconut. Trust me. I want a second opinion. I know my candy, Mister. You're going to send me what? A Mars bar? No, I said I want a second opinion. No. WQAM. Hello. Hey Neil.
2: Yes, sir.
3: You too, George. How you doing? Yo yo weeks ago, I was flipping the channels on my TV, and I came across Benny Hinn. And, I'm sorry. And yeah. my wife was sitting there been watching, a lucky day. Yeah, my wife was sitting there, and I left it on, and after about five minutes, she turned to me and said, is this a joke? And I said, it, it no, is. this is, they're dead serious.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a big tax-free and, joke is what it is.
3: And she just, she couldn't believe it. She, I, I said, this is... This is what's running the country
0: now no no that's what's wrong with the world right, and it's the been world. that way ever since the beginning of time that's that's the world for you and
3: I, I love it you ever see it when he brings the people out and he touches them and they of fall course down and they
0: all they all that they all <laughs> fall right to the floor yeah of course
3: and it's <laughs> oh well i just wanted to throw that in
0: well thank and, god you've been healed my son hey, god george, pray, i'll pray for you is george there He's there. No, I left.
3: George, I liked V for Vendetta. I thought it was great.
2: Okay.
0: Had a few plot holes in it, but I'll, I enjoyed it. I ain't no it?
2: zero, though, I'll tell you that. I have a giant hole in the
0: middle of it. Have a good see day, you, See you, pal. Okay. bye Benny Hinn. You ain't lived until you seen Benny Hinn. In fact, I'd rather see Benny Hinn than go to Benny Hinn and have him throw some of them uh, knives at me, it's like going to O.J.'s house. Five, six, seven. That, that will be interesting, won't it, to see whether I'm the least popular athlete would be, uh, I don't think Barry Bonds even give O.J. a run for the money. Do you, George? No. Not even
2: close. O.J. will be triple digits and no Not one else will be. Not even
0: close. O.J. OJ by himself will have like $25 million. As a matter of
2: fact, if, if you really want to be scientific, you should just leave O.J. out of there. No. Because you know no, he's going to win.
0: No. No. See, what you want to do is make Barry Bonds a winner. So just say,
2: See, yeah, you. I don't even know who the hell that sure, is.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know Barry Bonds from Gary U.S. Bonds, okay? Or James Bonds. Right. WQAM, Hello.
3: Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. Yeah. Chris
0: How you doing?
3: Listen, um, I got a Pharrell Sky report. Yeah. I don't know. Are you still hanging out with him? I mean, friendly with him and stuff? Yeah, I it's, never it's hung out party.
0: with him. I'm not going to be a what, what,
3: what, 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 hanging out bags. with
0: him, but what about him?
3: Uh, no, I, you know, I, I listen to Howard in the morning, and then when he's off, I listen to you guys, and he was on there uh, this morning, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, talking all his uh, football mices. Yeah. But, um, Did he mention again how no, he
0: was number one when he was in Miami? Did lie about his ratings again like he always does?
3: You know, it's funny. He didn't say a word about Miami. He said, oh, man, was he on the West Coast somewhere? I don't remember what city he was in. but he no, was, he was in Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. But other than that, he was in other places, I think he said.
0: Yeah, he, um, he, uh, changes. he moves around a lot.
3: It seems that way. But, I mean, now that they can kind of say whatever they want over there, Yeah, um, it's kind of funny, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's it, you
0: know. Okay, thanks. It was kind of funny. He guesses. In other words, he's trying to con- sound like he's trying to talk himself into it. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. W Q A M. Hello. Q A M. Hello. Yes, sir.
3: Yeah. Hi, Neil. How you doing? Great. Um. Mounds is the one that has coconut.
0: What is Not it? Not Mars. Mounds bar. Oh, mounds, mounds. Right, mounds. That's what we're thinking of. It's ah, almond joy right. and mounds. That's George right. has that got to confuse. Right. Thank you so much. You're right. That's it. And you would think of all the people who would know his mounds, George would be the guy. Right. But you know. And, and, and of all the people that should know their nuts, coconut right. or otherwise. I do. Right. Well, well, mounds has got both. It's got coconut and nuts, so it's got something for everybody. Or cocoa nuts. <sighs> He's yeah, right. Mounds is okay. I'm not, I'm not the... I, I don't like to go to coconut,
2: but uh, yeah.
0: I'll stick it. If I'm going to eat candy bars, I still say score. You know, mm-hmm. score when he farted. crunch, you bet. That Heath fart crunch ice cream, man, at Breyers. Oh, don't get me started with this guy. I've been doing right. So well. So well. And you're the one that always is the instigator. Always, you know, just like my grandmother, pushing with one hand and pulling that's back with right, the other. Yeah, pushing it. You you're ass know. now, so like just ass, talking, pushing all the food. Just right. talking. Oh, you're so fat. Yeah. Same with you. you. Always be moaning about how your fat friends, everybody you know who's fat, dies, which is true. Yeah. And then on the other hand, always I didn't bring the, this up. The hell, you didn't. You're the one that said the Mars is out of this world or something like that. Yeah. Weren't you the one?
2: You're the one that brought up
0: baby roots and not in candy bar. Nothing to do like with Peter it. Peter Paul
2: Almond Joy. You're like, all the other fat people want to blame somebody else. It's your fault. That's right.
0: WQAM, hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir.
3: Uh, what the guy was trying to tell you about Scott was that uh, he landed a permanent gig with Howard now. Uh I'm He'll serious. be on Monday through Friday, something like 8 to 11. And... Uh, that's like his other channel, something like that. But uh, he did talk about Miami. He said this was the shortest stint in radio, about six to eight months, and then they, he got fined like three times.
0: Uh, well, and first SCA. of all, he got fined once. Secondly, he was here for four months. He wasn't here for eight or 11 months. He, right, and, well, he
3: said six to eight, something like that. No. He said this was the shortest uh, time he, he was, was ever not, on not radio. Not true,
0: not true on his, his well, that uh, first station in Atlanta was like a matter of weeks, and they changed right. format.
3: That's what I thought, because I, I listen to you all the time. And the I man is a
0: compulsive people. liar, okay? I don't give a right. damn what he says. He's a compulsive liar.
3: And then there's one more thing, Neil, about the Benny Hinting that the guy was talking about. There's a yeah. book. I forgot what the name of the book is, but some guy was involved in his cult, quote, unquote, and he says, that guy is a money-loving, greedy SOB. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all he cares about. Of course. That's uh, all he cares about, and you can tell in his diamonds and his rings and his bracelets, right. and the Rolex watches and the Well, adapter. that's why he's always
0: smiling though, because he's uh, you know business is good.
3: Exactly, and I have a request. Anything from Paul Harvey, Neil?
0: Okay, sir. Thank you, sir. See us. Uh, for real, I mean, it's not, again, not personal. I don't even I don't even know him that well. I mean, he's one of those people you couldn't get him to stand still long enough to like have an intelligent conversation or even a stupid conversation. I mean, he was exactly the same off the year as he is on the ear. No difference. And the thing that really gets me is, like, the Beast. Who, who's the other one? They go, go up when he was in Atlanta. Well, the Beast was in Atlanta for some ball game, and they uh, stopped by and hung out with Pharrell. Well, what's that all about? Wasn't Pharrell the one that was always talking about how he wanted him off his show, and he was the one that, just like with Mo, you know, it was the same thing. Oh, uh, every, every problem he had, every failure was because of the Beast. And get him out. wasn't that the largest just that? I don't know. I don't remember that. Wouldn't have anything to do with drugs, would it? Oh, here's one. It says, Mars bars do not have shredded cord. Well, we got that straightened out. It's mounds. Right. It's mounds, right. baby. Big heaving mounds. On that note, how about a future poll for what your all-time favorite candy bar is? Yeah, I'll call oh, Stan do huh, we done. <laughs> yeah. Now there is something. Okay. See, Tom, little Tommy. It's not just that polls are boring. It all depends on what they're all about. But when a guy goes on here and says, anybody got a new watch? Anybody buy an interesting watch? Or how about that Milky Way Dark? Huh? Let's talk about that for three hours. This is Daniel Rogers. God.
7: This talk about is coma inducing. Q-A-M. Excuse me, but I do believe that's just it. Good morning, Americans. It's Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. Bill and his wife, Buffy, were sitting in church. Bill sleeping, Buffy knitting. The priest asked, who created the earth and man? And Buffy poked Bill with her knitting needle, and Bill
1: screams, God! The priest looked at him and said, that's right. Then he asked, who is God's son? Once more, Buffy poked her husband, Bill... With her needle, he screamed, Jesus, again, the priest said, correct. Finally, the priest asked,
0: what did Eve say to Adam when she didn't want any more children? Well, Buffy poked her husband, Bill, again, but this time he screamed, poke me with that thing one more time, and I'm going to rip it
7: off. The priest said, that's right. Paul Harvey. Good day. Good day.
0: 11.45. Boy, it's a good thing we don't hear from him much anymore, you know, or you'd probably be uh, committing sausages. Paul Uh, Harvey Are you
2: kidding? He fell to the middle of the pack with this crowd we had.
0: Yeah, that's right. He's one of our better callers. Hey, little Tommy, there's a... That's not an Bobby invitation, Ryan, though. That's not an invitation. He'll, he'll be on there. <laughs> ACLU AIDS pastor caught in gay sex thing. Yeah. Oh, this must be a mistake. More propaganda. The American Civil Liberties Union is championing the cause of a Southern Baptist minister arrested in Oklahoma City for inviting a male undercover officer to join him in his hotel room for oral sex. Maybe he was uh, going to go to Oral Roberts University. That could be. The Reverend Lonnie Luke Latham, 60, was charged with a single misdemeanor count of lewdness last month after propositioning an officer in a hotel parking lot. Latham had been a public opponent of same-sex marriage and urged gay men and lesbians to change their sexual orientation with the help of Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Although Latham has pleaded not guilty, insisting that he was attempting to minister to the undercover policeman, he was just going to minister to him. He was going to give him an oral presentation. He was going to administer. He also filed a motion last week to dismiss the case based on constitutional arguments. In a separate friend of the court brief filed the same day, the ACLU argued that Oklahoma's lewdness statute is overly broad and conflicts with the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling striking sodomy laws in Lawrence v. Texas. In that case, the high court extended the right to privacy to encompass private, consensual, and non-commercial adult sex, including homosexual sex. The Oklahoma Luden statute in turn outlaws the giving or receiving of the body for indiscriminate sexual intercourse, fellatio cuddlingus, masturbation, anal intercourse, or lascivious, lustful, or licentious conduct with any person not his or her spouse. Good God, what a catalog. Sure, it covers a lot. So there you go. Goes to show you, all you closet, uh, closet queens out there, all you closet pastors, especially you Southern Baptists, don't be uh, going and uh, peddling or buying wares in Oklahoma. Here comes 9 911, controversial filmmaker Michael Moore is targeting the drug companies. Send me your health care stories, reads the appeal. This stark request heads a letter from Michael Moore, the controversial filmmaker, published on his website last month, which asks for real-life examples of people's bad experiences of hospitals, insurance companies, and drug makers. Sounds to me like kind of a remake of Hospital with George C. Scott.
2: Yeah, except this one ain't going to be a drama. No. It's going to be a tragedy.
0: Right. Well, and the medical care in America is a tragedy. Renowned for his documentary Fahrenheit 9/11, which he took on the Bush administration over the war in Iraq, Moore's latest target is the healthcare industry. And long overdue work on the film, which is called Sicko, has been in progress since 2004, and it's finally expected to be premiered later this year. But already speculation about its content has put the industry on the offensive. They're pretty offensive, all right, because most of you doctors are butchers. Well, let me give you an educated guess. They couldn't diagnose a hangnail. If executives at healthcare companies worry they might come off badly in the film, Moore's letter leaves little doubt. Have you ever found yourself getting ready to file for bankruptcy because you can't pay your kid's hospital bill, and then you say to yourself, boy, I sure would like to be in Michael Moore's healthcare movie? Moore says he'll read every letter if you've been abused in any way by this sick, greedy, grubby system, and it's caused you or your loved one's great sorrow and pain. Let me know, he says. Executives in the U.S. admit the forthcoming film is a cause for concern, but most are resigned to the fact that Moore is unlikely to take a balanced approach. Oh, geez. The film is a concern, but Michael Moore has very little credibility with mainstream Americans, says Ken Johnson, the senior vice president of the trade group Pharmaceutical Research and Manufacturers of America. For every horror story Michael Moore produces, we can produce a thousand success stories, but he's not interested in them. Nevertheless, however, it's just not Moore who's on the attack. Other films, such as The Constant Gardener, oh, what a piece of garbage, based on the novel by Jean Le Carré about the corruption in the industry in Africa, which won Britain's Rachel Weisz an Oscar as Best Supporting Actress last month, and the book Hard Sell, the evolution of a Viagra salesman by a former Pfizer employee have only edited the industry's woes. Woe is me. Melvin's woe with Joe Marsh, Jr. Actual drug scandals such as the withdrawal by of Vioxx, its pain reliever two years ago, after concerns about side effects and which has triggered widespread litigation against the company, haven't helped the industry's relations with the public. Most executive, you know, I'm just starting to think that Troy Radford's on the payroll across the street. Uh, just, just dawned on me in the middle of this story. Most executives privately admit that industry still has problems communicating what it does and that it's not just playing greedy. According to Johnson, unrelated to Moore's film, the industry itself has become more aggressive in responding to criticism and, of course, in buying all those spots on the evening news every night between 6.30 and 7. One after the other after the, you notice that? I did. Every single night, just one after the other. Oh, ask your doctor about uh, Levitra. Ask your doctor about uh, Crestor. Oh, on and on. Among other things, the association has signed Montel Williams, oh, God, an Emmy Award-winning syndicated talk host to promote awareness of existing drug drug assistance programs. The efforts have paid off. According to Johnson, the past six months, the industry has improved its favorability rating from 45 to 54%. They just turned the numbers around, that's all. Companies have also become more proactive. GlaxoSmithKline, Europe's biggest drug producer, for example, has launched a Value of Medicine campaign under which its sales representatives are encouraged to promote positive aspects of the industry, like not everybody's dead yet. A spokesman says the thinking behind the campaign was put in place before the reform of the Medicare system, the state-run system which provides coverage for the elderly, which took effect this year. GlaxoSmithKline has also launched a new ad campaign in the U.S. Catchlines such as, it's easier to put someone on the moon than to develop a drug, and today's medicines finance tomorrow's miracles are designed to promote awareness of the work drug companies do. Right. And all the money that they're paying, the detail men are paying to the doctors so they can poison you and kill you at an early age. All of these things. Can't wait for a sicko. Although I think we hear from them every day, don't we? 879 Several votes on the poll. we got a, a little battle here to get to 1,000, don't we? Not really. Who is the greatest baseball player of all time? Babe Ruth, 178. I hate baseball, 144. Willie Mays, 114. What kind of pansies hate baseball? I mean, I hate baseball now. Or I'm not going to say I hate it, but I am just have no interest in it now. But, I mean, yeah. what kind of a person, like, over the age of, like, uh, other than George, who's just a hard-ass? I don't we, hate baseball, and I didn't oh, vote see, for that. see, there you go.
2: You wouldn't vote for that. I was a fine player in my day. Well, there
0: you go. What's the hate? As kids growing up, most of us liked baseball. And then, of course, we got uh, sour on it because you know, of the money and the greed and the uh, and watering down and the uh, because of all the uh, expansion. Or you, you realize places. it's
2: boring to watch other people play I mean, play who now wants to like see that? the
0: Paducah uh, Pirates, right? Willie Mays, 114. In fact, who wants to see the Pittsburgh Pirates? Obviously, not too many. I hate this pool 90. Ted Williams, 75, the splendid spitter. Hank Aaron, 62, Mickey Mendel, 43, Pete Rose, 40, Barry Bonds still uh, in Pete's wake. Barry Bonds, 36. In fact, he's much closer to the bottom, He is near the top. Joe DiMaggio, 33, it's the battle between Barry and the uh, the Jolton Joe. Lou Gehrig, 22, Ty Cobb, 22, and Roberto Clemente, solamente 20, only 20. These people just have—they have no passion, you know—that's that's a problem. How many times have I said that? Just just this hour. About thirty, man. South to the place with no passion, a town without pity, like Gene Pitney would say. Oh, we're not going to hear that, are we? Please. I like Gene Pitney a lot, though. Five six seven zero oh, five sixty pound five. I think he just played it last week. Don't don't knock yourself out. I did. How about twenty-four hours to Tulsa. WQAM. Hello. I don't have it. It hurts to yeah. be in love. Yes, sir.
3: Mars bar is exactly
7: like a Snickers bar, except it's
0: got sharp, jagged pieces of almond and of peanuts. Mm. And
3: they're no. awful. No. Yes.
0: It's not just like a Snickers bar. A Snickers bar is loaded with caramel. Mars bar is loaded with caramel.
3: I think it's better than a farmland.
0: Not a good candy bar, though. Nougat. No, you're right. You're the screw the Mars bar. Although I will tell you this, the Mars ice cream bar is pretty good.
3: Yeah, that is good. Actually, any of those ice cream bars are better than the actual ice cream, uh, the actual candy
0: bar. However,. That having been said, the the ice creams itself, the candy ice cream, they suck.
3: Oh really? Well, no, I don't, don't have the knowledge of that kind of thing as you do, Neil.
0: Don't don't well believe you, you don't don't get it either. Okay, good no. luck. No, they really do. They suck. See, he's trying to a little cute, mm-hmm. clever little shot. That's no, you. They're, they they're awful. And the fact of the matter is that Briars makes most of them, and, and they're still bad. Now, How can Briars make bad ice cream? Isn't it Briars that makes those? I don't know. Like Mars Bar ice cream and Snickers out there. they so suck. You're going to
2: accuse me of doing this, you know, and you brought
7: it what? up again. No,
0: no, I'm, I'm not, this this is having no impact on my appetite for any of this stuff, and especially the, the candy ice creams, they're all garbage. M&M ice cream, have you ever had that? No. Oh, after you eat that, you want to have an M&M enema. They are a blue a boysenberry enema. Horrible. Oh, look at this. Work stoppages over immigration, more protesters, but if it's too bad, all you illegal aliens, go back where you came from, Okay. We're going to put you on a banana barge. Oh, there's nothing like a nice banana barge at the Dairy Queen. See, that guy got me started. I went, what? You ever have a banana barge? No, but
2: I, I'm, I'm aware of it.
0: Yeah, banana barges for those people who are such pigs that even a banana split isn't big enough for them, so yeah, they have to I call know. it a banana barge. That's like for real, oh, real God. porkers out there, you know? If I must go They want to have, Dairy like Queen. A, they have a banana split in a bathtub, which, which is what it's for. Oh, look at this. Here's an ad fax. Employment insurance premium refunds. Oh, geez. Well, what is going on with this world, you know? Next thing you know, your neighbors are going to be leaving you religious tracts on your front doorstep, on your stoop, stooping the operative word. Don't you you people over there understand there are no Jesus Christers in my house, okay? They're not welcome in my house.
2: Don't you understand nothing is more important than saving your heathen soul?
0: Oh, God. I I can just imagine.
2: Imagine what? Because,
0: huh? Huh? Well, because somebody's uh, family was over there visiting for 12 long, excruciating days and just got their ass out of there today. Uh-huh. And so the neighbor uh, across the street came over and evidently had a chat with, with the family
2: Ooh.
0: while uh, so, somebody ah. was out. Yeah. Which I guess resulted in those religious tracts oh, being out there. The, boy. the family, the, the fanatical Catholic family. Oh, boy. Which I once told the mother the reason that there uh, is a shortage of priests in Ithaca is because there's a shortage of altar boys.
2: It's funny because it's
0: true. It was a great, uh, yeah, it was a great line. And you're right, it probably is true. At any rate, 891 votes on the poll. Who is the greatest baseball player of all time? Did I just read, I just did this, didn't I? Yeah, I just did it. We don't want to overdo it because then Tom Jick will write a whole column about it. Oh, you know, see, here's the thing, Tom. You hate the show now. You don't like it. You don't like my reading the bedtime stories on the air. You can't stack the f- f- fact we take better polls than your rat rotten-ass newspaper does. You can't handle that. But you don't have the balls to write about. Why not? And here's the guy who said, oh, well, Neil's going to have a tough time of keeping in touch with local. This man has, wouldn't know a local from his ass. You don't write about local. I'm not the one that's out of touch. You're out of touch. So guess what, Tom? Touch this. This is
7: Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM.
5: clock on a Sunday night, and I'm gonna watch HBO. I'm so tired of desperate housewives, where did Tini and Carmela go?
4: I have had to wait nearly two whole years to see Junior, HA and Meadow. I'm sick of getting screwed when I turn on the two they playing that dumb dead would show Cube. Goomba Goomba da, 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 da. Goomba da, 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 da. I've waited too long for the Sopranos man it's time we got on with this thing I wanna see Polly and Silvio in the background
5: So long since the last episode, there's so many things I forgot. Is Christopher on smack,
7: cause Adriana got whacked, and does Tony still sail the Stugat?
4: So I pick up the latest TV guide, and that's when I start feeling fine. Thank God HBO is bringing back the Day Daycoast each and every Sunday
0: at night. It's about friggin' time, eh? Yeah, it's, it's about friggin' time. Bravo, 2 with the Stugatz Radio. Oh, that's uh, the wrong one. That's Cross Street. Does he still sail the Stugatz? Oh, good God. Thank God I never got out of that show. You have no idea how many people ask me, oh, do you watch that Sopranos? No. Yeah. And based on what you're saying, I'm probably not missing much right now, either. Not at the point. Although, it picked up a little while. How about the financial time, papers? No Anybody got the financial papers? Huh? That's all those uh, Tom Pettigrew bits. It's all the same oh, crap. Yeah, yeah. Probably all him. 907 votes on the poll, and the most interesting thing to me, look at that. like I told you, it's Barry Bonds and Jolt and Joe, the Yankee Clipper. They're nose to nose. Well, if somebody wins by a nose, I think it'll be uh, the Yankee Clipper wins that battle. Know what I'm saying, Josh? Yeah. Boy, was he was he ugly or what? Man, he wasn't just regular ugly. He was he had he had a nose like a rhinoceros. Joe D. Yes, he did. He was grotesque. quite the schnoz. But he was married to Marilyn Monroe. Yes, he was. And a lot of ugly uh, guys too, like uh, Arthur Miller. Mm-hmm. Who else was she married to? Only ugly guys. Right. She was never even married to anybody that looked like human or she like. She was a not would... particular. Is that it? That's it. That's what Bobby Kennedy said. That's right. 1203 at 560 WQAM, a top advisor to former House Whip Tom DeLay received more than a third of all the money collected by the U.S. Family Network, a nonprofit organization the advisor created to promote a pro-family and political agenda in Congress, according to the group's accounting records. Oh, God, are they, they're, they're stealing in broad daylight, man. Even the biggest Brinks robbery of all time never came close to what's going on now, and the public is like that. The public's watching the Soprano reruns. DeLay's former chief of staff, Edward a. Edwin Buckham, who helped create the group while still in DeLay's employee and his wife, Wendy, were the principal beneficiaries of the group's $3.02 million in revenue, collecting payments totaling 1. over a $1 million during a five-year period ending in 2001. The group's revenue was drawn mostly from clients of Republican lobbyist Jack Abramov, according to its records. From an FBI subpoena for the records, it can be inferred that the Bureau was exploring whether there were links between the payments and favorable legislative treatment by of Abramov's clients by delays orifice. Oh, brother. That's all it's they're just making it up, right? Just a Tommy right. Pinko plot. Two more of Catherine Harris's top employees quit. Oh boy, she's got real tourists. I hope she just flushes she ought to take that ten million dollars she inherited and just flush it down the toilet or give it to us. We could right. have That'd a hell be of a good time with it, guaranteed. Right. Party. Representative Catherine Harris lost two more top staff members this week, one from her campaign orifice and one from her congressional orifice. It's time for me to move on, said Leah Pitts, the Deputy Campaign and Finance Director of Operations for Harris. Pitts is the fourth member of Harris's finance team to leave the staff in the past three months. Leah Pitts. I wonder if she's kin to Elijah Pitts. The departures come as Harris tries to rejuvenate her U.S. Senate campaign, which has suffered from slow fundraising, bad poll numbers, and controversy over illegal campaign contributions. Since December, the Longboat key Republican has lost two finance directors and a campaign treasurer. Months earlier, her campaign manager quit, and two pollsters also vamoosed with the moosey man. Her congressional office lost its second employee in as many weeks. Deputy Chief of Staff Peggy Evans quit last Thursday, a week after Press Secretary Kara Borey left after seven months on the job. Staff turnover has been a problem for her since she was elected to Congress in 2002. And we still want to know if they still make Clark bars. I think we've already been through this, haven't we? Didn't you Google Clark bars? They still make them, right? They do. You just don't see him anywhere. Thank That's God. Right. You ever had you like Clark Bar? I can't
2: remember the last time I had one, or the first time, for that matter. A yellow wrapper. Sure, I have. Right, yellow wrapper. They look like they got peanuts the
0: Clark Bar. Do they have peanuts? No, I don't think so. No, they have no peanuts. You know, between you and your damn, uh, I told what, you couldn't remember. Have... Oh my God! With your coconut in a Mars bar and peanuts in a Clark bar, man. Look, you know what you like. You better get your it's nuts straightened you out, Mister. They're they're straight. That's <laughs> an arrow, man. You better get your nuts in your. Uh, uh, they're in rigger, coconut they're straight, out yeah. your your coconut. straightened out. I think you got a problem in your coconut. Well, sometimes you feel like a nut. Clark bar? Did you Google it? I'm sure they still make it. They still make it. Well, let's get a bunch. No. Now, just to prove that I'm not here to try to uh, be a PR man for the Canadian uh, government or the uh, Canadian people, I I would tell you most of the people here around me are civilized, or at least seem to be, but, but, just to prove that Canadians can be just as barbaric as anybody else, the annual seal hunt is going on now, eh? Sick. Really, really sick. And, boy, you should see some of these, uh, oh, God, these Uh newfies, some of these strange people, including some of these frogs that are busy up there hunting the baby seals. Up to 325,000 young harp seal pups could be killed in the coming weeks. Celebrities such as former Beatle Sir Paul McCartney and his wife have joined animal rights groups in condemning the cull as barbaric and unnecessary. Even though you don't like him, you hit him like poison, probably the people are involved too. Prime Minister, the unctuous Stephen Harper, said Canada was victim of an international propaganda campaign and insisted the cull would be carried out humanely. Right. Wouldn't you like to get, if you were going to choose a way of dying, wouldn't you like uh, being clubbed to death? Isn't that a good way to do it? That or a machete. The Cull, you start with that OJ crap again. The Cull, which reportedly earns uh, $16.5 million in meat and pelt sales, is an important source of income for fishing communities in Quebec and Newfoundland that have been hit hard by dwindling fish stocks in the Atlantic. The hunt is an annual harvest that's based on economics. It is harvesting animals on a sustainable basis, Roger Simone of the Department of Fisheries and Oceans told the BBC. The Canadian government says the cull is also necessary to control seal numbers, saying the seal population is almost 6 million, nearly triple the level of the 70s. Well, how come they don't do that in China? Huh? That's a good idea. Yeah. Clubs. It recently increased the total allowable catch by 5,000 to 325,000 poor widow baby seals. The first right. stage of the cull has begun in the Gulf of St. Lawrence region in Quebec. I say let's club the frogs to death. Does that a like good idea to me? Those French Canadians. I think we I'll should guarantee call pepper. If we could take a vote in South Florida, be unanimous. Some 90,000 seal pups in the area are expected to be killed before the hunt moves on Newfoundland, where thousands more will be culled. Oh, it's such a... See, killed, culled, see how it sounds? to say, but culled is so much more antiseptic sounding. Culled. That's right. Oh, coochie, coochie, coo, let's call you. But if we say we're going to kill you, ah, everybody runs like a bastard. On the first day, sealers and protesters came face-to-face, sparking confrontations. At one point, a sealer flung the carcass of a skin seal at an inflatable craft, carrying protesters and journalists. They threw carcasses at our Zodiac and they came rushing at us in their boat and tried to capsize us in the wake, said Rebecca Aldworth of the Humane Society of the United States. This is standard behavior out here. The sealers feel that they're completely above the law. That's behavior spelled I-O-U-R, of course. But the sealers say they're misunderstood. Right. They're killing them lightly. Mark Small, president of the Northeast Coast Sealers Corporation, has been sealing in Newfoundland waters for about 40 years. I think the Canadian public realizes these are coastal people. Yeah, barbarians who live off the sea and depend on the hunt to survive in small communities where the fish stocks aren't there. Coastal communities have to live, too. Well, I have one question about that. Coastal communities have to live? Why? Yeah, why is that? Screw you. Anyway, Paul McCartney says we're absolutely committed to making sure that this is the last slaughter of baby seals in Canada anyone will ever have to witness, he said. Well, just don't look. He urges Canada to consider a win-win plan to win the hunt while compensating fishermen for lost revenue. Summit campaigner Brigitte Bardot also asked the Canadian government to halt the cull earlier this week. The cull. Canada is a rich country. It doesn't need to sell skin, oil, fat and powdered seal penises to make aphrodisiacs for countries in Asia. You can't continue a genocide of animals like this, the 71-year-old actress said, who used to look good a long time ago. But Mr. Harper, who refused to request to meet with Bardot, dismissed the suggestion because she's old and saggy. We don't harvest the pups, he said, referring to an 87 ban of killing newborn seals in white coats. With white coats, pictured in many anti-hunt po- to, uh, posters. Unfortunately, we're to some degree the victim of a bit of an international propaganda campaign, he said. We believe the country's acting responsibly. We'll make sure all rules are enforced. You butcher, you murderer. That's another thing he's got in common with George Bush, Stephen Harper. Another butcher with blood on his hands. Well, in his case, it's baby seal blood. And in George Bush's case, it's human blood. Man, even, even uh, Freddie... Never had as much blood on his head. Even Jason. Mother. Nice hockey match, though. Never had that much blood. Even the guy from One uh, uh, a Stranger Calls. I don't know what his name was. He's in the house. 930 votes on the poll. The greatest baseball player of all time. Baby Ruth, 193. A rose into Baby Ruth. I can't believe you never heard that record. No, that's weird. I might have heard not it. I might have heard it. Not your kind of music at all. It's not, not by some Getschke. That's right. Some singing Getschke with not my had, of music. a long it's beard. Good. The rockin' Getschke. Was he good?
2: It was very good, as a matter of fact.
0: Really? I saw that clip this morning. It didn't look like that. Kind of I'm, uh, I'm not into reggae, really,
2: at all. But it's, this is very good music. I'm
0: only in the gay part. Uh,
2: that's what I heard. I'll take What's the reggae. What's
0: this fact just sent me here? It says, I saw your poll, although I'm a lifelong Yankee fan. The only right answer is Ted Williams, the splendid spitter. And like I said last week, I have so much more respect for him now when I read those stories about how he used to spend his spare time shooting pigeons in Fenway Park with a BB gun. Nothing more annoying than a pigeon. Plus, plus they, look, he might have saved us from the bird flu. You realize that? That's too bad. He had a good head on his shoulders. He missed five and a half prime seasons due to WW2 in Korea. He volunteered. He didn't have to go back. If not for that, add 200-plus home runs to his 530-something, and he's the all-time leader. He retired in 1962 after hitting 325 lifetime in home runs and maybe everything else that it says. By the way, Babe Ruth, according to his official biography, was a catcher. Until what? Well, we didn't want to get personal. Until sometime in the equivalent of high school. He grew up in an orphanage for boys who couldn't be controlled by his parents. So he also played that position. So Josh is right. He was a catcher, first base, pitcher, and right fielder. Yeah, how many positions Barry Bonds play except bending over in the locker room for the steroid shot in his ass, huh? How many positions he play? Josh. Josh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What is he doing? Oh my! Oh God. He's trying to come up with a good answer. Man. Well, I mean, how to, many? I, I'm you done got, with coming no. up
0: answers here. Solemn. Well, why is? Oh, in other words, you just decided that's the end of the quiz So, that's the end of the. quiz. There's no done. quiz. Look, because you don't have any answers. That's why I, I
2: have my opinion. Okay, it's you're going you're against your opinion. Of I think Babe Ruth, said, Ruth played, played through
0: it. I be, Babe Ruth was definitely ahead of his time. There's folks okay? on here who agree with you that Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player. Bro. It's laughable. On the face of it, it's laughable. It would be like saying that Mario Mendoza was the greatest baseball player. Yes. You know what? It's just silly. No, it's not silly. It's silly. It would be like saying Mark McGuire was the greatest baseball player of all no, time. It's not even close to Or Sammy Sosa. You didn't hear the stat that I, I gave you. I love you, Miami. Oh, I, I keep getting him confused with the. What's his name? 500, 500. Who's I the one that a... did I love you, Miami? That was. Um, that's uh, Levon, Hernandez. name. Levon. 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 Even Elton John did, a, uh, John, did a, John did a song about him. You know, he walked almost a thousand times more than Babe Ruth? And, yeah, and he still is doing what he's doing. Well, that's because he, hold on. Ruth, that means they, they don't gonna, pitch they to him. Walk and he Babe Ruth still does. To get to this. Luke that was the whole thing with Babe Ruth. That's the idea, okay? That's when he had a great team: Bob Musil and Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. My God, you're comparing the freaking Giants. Where's the Giants dynasty? Okay, where's the great Barry Bonds era? The great dynasty? Huh? It's not his fault that he plays on a you know bad crap team. team. Well, that's why they can pitch around him. That's why he gets all those walks. But okay? he still does what he does. Just like when, when they don't Mar- pitch to him. Roger that's what Maris, they so there on the Yankees. Okay, are they going to walk Mickey Mantle to get to Roger Maris, or the other way around? Are they going to do that? They're going to walk Roger Maris to get to Mickey Mendel? I don't think so. They might walk Norm Seaburn. They might walk him to get to Jerry Lumpy or Bob Serve. Twelve. You know, I just I feel like I'm on some kind of wild drugs. I don't know what they are, but they share. Maybe it's that yeah, pasta. It's you nice think? to share. Maybe they hit some, uh, some kind of hallucinogen in there. 1214 at QM. Maybe it's the Joe Bell factor. Wow. He has really turned out to be. Hey, if you're starving right now, listen, Duff wants you to go to John Baker. Duff begs you, please, go to John Baker. There are a whole bunch of reasons you ought to be going there. They've got two locations for you. They're on Pines Boulevard in the Home Depot Center just west of Flamingo. And the brand-new John Baker is in the Sterling Town Center, Sterling and Pine Island Road in Cooper City. All your Italian favorites, man, all those goodies that you love, like veal parmesan, chicken parmesan, sausage and peppers, baked ziti, lasagna, spaghetti and meat balls, and some of the best garlic rolls you ever had, just dripping with garlic, juicy and delicious, as big as Kimbo Camper, as big as Barry Bond's ass. And don't forget, when you go to John the Baker with any meal that you purchase, mention Neil Rogers Show and get a half a dozen of John's world-famous garlic rolls absolutely free. In fact, Chris Jones, our sales manager, begs you to do it. He's pleading with you, please go in there and mention Chris Jones. He's jonesing for it. And as far as the pizza is concerned, it's as good as any you'll find anywhere in South Florida. You can bring the whole family, too, because the prices are low enough, always reasonable, and they give you a big, gigantic portions you can share if you're really a cheapskate. For a takeout, call John and Baker in Pembroke Pines at 954-431-4315. Or in Cooper City, call 954-252-0091. Be sure and tell them that Fluff Lindsay sent you by. John the Baker, always big portions, always the best Italian food. It gets no better in South Florida than John the Baker. This is Neil Rogers.
7: This is 560 QAM. God. And now, a gentle reminder about Daylight
6: Saving Time.
7: Sunday, 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 is daylight savings time, big, big excitement, moving the hands of your clock ahead one hour, unless it's a digital clock and then you just have to press some button, yes. either way, the big day is Sunday, Sunday, daylight savings time, Sunday 2am, but you don't have to stay up until 2am to set those clocks ahead, no. no, 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 do it before you go to sleep on Saturday, Saturday, right, that's what most people do anyway, but either way, you're losing an hour, hour, it's a big lost hour, the, the most exciting day of the year, yeah. and it's all. On Sunday. 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 Sunday.
0: Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, This Sunday, by the way, when you go to bed, uh, be sure and set your alarm for 2 o'clock in the morning and then wake up at 2 and then set it uh, ahead. Okay. Well, there are people, Yeah, I don't have to tell you, there are people stupid enough, they do that. Oh, well, I know. Well, I say Y2K. Break ass. the clocks. Or clean your clock. 962 votes, so I need some help. Uh, probably Josh will be more helpful on this. Let's see, I hate this problem. I'm, I'm doing this poll tomorrow. Okay. What all-time athlete do you dislike the most? Let's see, I hate sports, and I hate this pool. Hey, right, we hate ah, No
4: matter what you do, we hate it.
0: Man, what a bunch of sour pie. I got O.J. Simpson, Pete Rosenberry, Bonds. What other athletes would people have reason to hate? <sighs> Not easy, is it? Huh?
2: Um... I mean, we, we can go a couple different routes here. Uh, I would yeah. go the religion route, like anybody that goes, Okay, that's uh, good. like a Kurt Warner, because, because Kurt you Warner couldn't stop thinking hey, Jesus. Guy, why would
0: you hate Kurt Warner? He's just uh, he's okay, small do, potatoes. Do you remember when he won the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll put him on there. But him I and think his he's wife, just, it, it's like you know, obnoxious. Yeah. Christian I mean, you know, I don't, I don't really,
2: you know, I don't, it's not like I, I, hate these people. Like I well, go. Well, you don't have
4: to I hate have a voodoo them.
0: doll or something, but go you know, ahead. Just we can go the drug route. Uh, like a how, about, how about, wait a minute, how about, uh, uh, what's his name, Mark McGuire? What about it? Okay, I don't... Because he lied through his teeth to Congress there, he's a phony. Rafael how about Palmeiro. H- okay, yeah. Lying? How about Jose Consucco huh? succo that's a good one. He's not only a liar uh, with that book, but he's also a slimeball. Him and his brother, the both of them, every five minutes they're in jail. Mm-hmm. This is true, yeah. See, Raphael Palmero will put him on there, even though he's, you know, only only Rosanna Danik cares about him. Oh, he's a Cuban boy from Miami. Yeah, who cares, okay? A lot of Cuban boys from Miami, and he don't even look good. Uh, yeah, there, so there you go. We'll, we'll get some more on there. And, of course, with our audience, they hate just about everybody anyhow. How about a hockey player they hate? Oh, I know. Let's put on hey, Wayne, you, Wayne Gretzky. Right. Wayne Gretzky, needle nose. Oh, especially now with all that gambling crap. God, do I hate him. In fact, I just spelled his name wrong on here. I'm so pissed off. Did you write Wayne Betzky? Gretzky? Huh? Did you write Betsky? Is that what you wrote? No, I wrote uh Krep- Krebsky? Yeah, Grepsky, like, what's <laughs> that? Grepsky. Makes me puke. So anyway, if you tune in late, you missed George's uh, Green Apple Quick Step uh, this morning. Wow. It took him an hour and a half to go and do his uh, number uh, two. But I won. No, two. <laughs> because the sales department had their whole uh, tea room there wow. just backed up, all the, lined up all the way to uh, Aliquippa. I don't understand it. Maybe that's where they were holding their meeting. Yeah. Wouldn't be the first time, especially Fat Boy, man. <laughs> In fact, that's what uh, that's what they were having for lunch that one day—the QM splatter platter, just just absolutely unparalleled in the history of the subhuman race. What a cow! WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir.
3: Tomorrow's poll, hands down. Kurt Schilling.
0: Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Another religious piece of crap.
3: Religious piece of crap. Don't go out in the sun. You'll get cancer. Catch a package <laughs> in the sock a
0: <laughs> Yeah, he'll only pitch on cloudy days, I guess. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or in a domed stadium. On a
3: night he's night games, he's great. The rest of the time, you know, he's not worthy. He's like, right, oh.
0: that must be it. Okay, thanks, Pally. You're welcome. Kurt Schilling, how could we forget about him? He was also in his hearing. He didn't say too much. He sat on the uh, end there, far away from the other guys. WDQAM, Hello. Ooh. Not there. QAM. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. You can't
3: have tomorrow's poll without having Terrell Owens.
0: Okay. And
3: Ron Artest.
0: Ron Artest.
3: Yeah, the basketball player yeah, that I know who he the is. stands in Detroit and started yeah. to fight.
6: Okay.
0: I those are, and I think you should put Ty Domi, too, just for the Canadian.
3: <laughs> <rather>.
0: <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll join that club. Okay, thanks, Pally. Yeah, that's because he's buddies with the team owner, Larry Tannenbaum. That's why I tie you, so I'm a million and a half a year for two years. Two-year guaranteed contract. He's a piece of crap. Oh, guys, he's going to get me started with that hockey talk now. See, that's, it's, a, I live in a different world. I'll tell you that right now. And I'm not saying that hockey talk is where I
3: uh... He would like to have back. So, yeah, there's some concerns there.
0: Yeah, Mark Gambroadur, the uh, mask, you know, had a good shot, but that, <laughs> oh, man, tied dummy. Uh, you think he's going to get a lot of votes in this crowd? No, no, not not the least. Five, six, seven. I see now they're lighting up because it's, uh, it's a negative, negatory. Well, how come Neil is so negative? Because he's worked in South Florida for 30 years, you idiot. Stop trying, Although, man. 30th anniversary is not the reason to get your name in the newspaper. That's right. What a great line that is. 50. You, you know, it's 50s when you Yeah, argue. 50 years. Okay, I'll tell you what, Tom. I'll stick around for 50 years on the year. How's that? Oh, not on this uh, not on this thing. We're done. WQAM, hello.
3: Hello, Neil.
0: Yes.
6: How
3: are you doing, sir?
0: Good. Got one for the poll
3: tomorrow? Who? Got one for the poll tomorrow? Oh, okay. Uh, any players who are Haitian?
0: No. See, he's another one. He's in the same category That's with the other right. ones that uh, don't get any. Welcome hand. to the club. Yeah, we're gonna, well, we're gonna. he needs to be hazed. We're going to put him through a good hazing. WQAM, hello. It'd be amazing. Hello? QAM. Neil? Yes.
3: Hey, uh, I've got a 140 poll tomorrow.
0: Uh-huh.
3: I don't know if somebody called it in or not. Uh, Mike Tyson?
0: Mike, how what could we leave off Iron Mike? How could we? Iron Mike. Okay, thanks, Pally. All right, Pally. Mike, see, we're building a nice uh, group of uh, jackasses here, of a-holes, right? There's That's so right. many of them, and so little time. I'm surprised there are no dolphins on here, or ex-dolphins. People like uh, AJ Touchy Feely. So let's see, we got Dante Col- You got, they got, Dante's Culpeppers now, right? Right, they and got. What's the Ricky Williams status? Well, now he can't play, right? Even though he's a <laughs> he He's got a Chinese chance, and uh, he's just well, he going to take smoking to a whole new level now. Yeah, he's smoking. W-Q-A-M, hello. Q-A-M.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find out where you guys are located. I won $100 in gaps, and I got that ask where you guys were to get my prize.
0: Right, right by 441 at Ives-Derry. Just look for the white hankies uh, flapping outside the window. This
7: is Neil Rogers. This is five sixty two
3: a.m.
1: Know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. No, Yo, what you call that stuff, man? Baba Ganoush? Get that mess out of my face. Damn. Give it to Mikey, man. He hates everything. Oh, say, that's not too bad.
4: <laughs> she likes it! Hey, Mikey. Mike Tyson's back and he's worshipping Muhammad. Allah, Allah, my Christmas back. Now he's back. gonna kick ass and get everything he wanted. Allah, Allah, my Christmas back. In three years has he become a wussy. Allah. Go out and get some meow Alla, Alla, Mike Tyson's back Hey, now Allah is his mentor And he'll find the world presenter In the ring he's gonna look to check ya Alla, la, Mike Tyson's back Just stand east cause he'll be west facing Mecca But we won't go for your past. It's Allah, Allah, my title is back. Now, if you're into pinching tail, everybody's got a veil. We thought in jail that you might engage. Ah-ooh, ah-ooh. You'd make a real cute miss like USA. Ah-ooh. Oh. we and Got a like a sewer and a
7: bad You're a
4: big and racist, of hate and ambition. Now it's down to your bitches are in Well, I hate Atlanta But this move is
7: still pending Oh, John Rocker, take up soccer Pack up all your gear and clean out your locker now Oh, John Rocker, what a shocker You're so violent, you should be a knicker parker now Oh,
6: John Rocker, take up soccer Then we can take your
4: ball We take them all over town just such a cloud. Everybody
0: knows John going down. Twelve thirty three at five sixty WQM. Here's one that says for tomorrow's poll, Brian M. F. Cox, an excellent choice. And absolutely. it says the name sli- uh, what? I said absolutely.
2: I mean absolutely. the name slips my
0: mind of the Atlanta Braves closer a few years ago. It's gonna be John Rocker shouting racial uh, slurs on the sub- subway.
2: <laughs> Thank you very much
0: for reminding me about both both of those. John Rocker, in fact, I bet you the uh, guy who hates the Haitians loves John Rocker. He's probably got a blow-up doll. I imagine. That surprised me. Speaking of uh, the world being crazy and religion being the poison of the universe, which it absolutely is, and and make no mistake about it, always has been, always will be, hundreds of people protested in a northern Afghan city following reports that the man who faced a possible death penalty for converting to Christianity would be released, officials said. They're protesting. They're pissed off and fired up. About 700 Muslim clerics and others chanted, Death to Bush! And other anti-Western slogans in Mazar-e-Sharif on Monday, officials told the ANP. Therese have called for protests across Afghanistan against both the government and the West, which had pressured President Karzai's administration to drop the case against Abdul Rahman. On Sunday, a Western diplomat and Afghan officials close to Karzai told CNN that Rahman would be released soon. It better be pretty soon, because they keep saying soon, but uh, sooner or later, something bad could happen. Other sources in the Afghan judiciary said the case against Rahman had been thrown out on technical grounds and sent back to prosecutors to gather more evidence. Those same sources, said Rahman, may not be released. Do you hear those two words? May not be released. Uh-huh. Karzai has been under growing international pressure to find a way to free Rahman without angering Muslim clerics who have called for him to be killed. Muslim clerics. This is what we're trying... We want democracy over there, right? Oh, how are you people That's kidding right. me, okay? Evil clerics like Pat Robertson and Jerry Fallball and uh, Jimmy Swaggart and Benny Hinn and Hana. The Afghan cabinet discussed the case Saturday, but results of that meeting aren't known yet. A government source familiar with the case said on Friday he'd be released in the coming days, but they didn't say what day, you know? In other words, maybe 20 weeks from circus. In the meantime, is the food that they're feeding him halal? That's what we want to know. Halal. I still don't understand what the people in what those Indian restaurants have got to do with halal. Maybe they're just trying to uh, draw the uh, ragheads. Is that it? That they are be. ragheads. I I, I well, can't keep
2: that headgear straight. You know. Listen, Indians are Hindus and Muslims. Yeah. They're, you know, some are Most of
0: them are Hindus. So in other words, when I get in a cab, I should keep my mouth shut. Or just ask. And no, I'm not talking about that. In other words, not offer any opinions about the world situation. Probably you Say, uh,
2: Hindu say what? Because my regular cab
0: guy, he's a he's Lebanese, but he's a convert. He's a Christian, a I Catholic. Think. Okay. He's even got the Jesus in the uh, from the rear. For rear the mirror. most
2: part, the uh, the Indians are Hindus.
0: no they're sick. No, that's not Hindu. <laughs> I'm not talking about Hindu. I'm talking about that curry aroma. Oh my <laughs> God! You, you're laughing. You'd be you'd be crying. Okay, you, the tears would be rolling down your cheeks. I I kid you not. Like they were this morning. Well, no, those weren't tears. Oh, it's well, tougher. they were for a while. Yes, they were. They were for a while. Oh, my God. that That's a bad situation, man. You, you probably would have been better off to go across the street to KFC, killer flu chicken. That's right. Although God only knows what you'd pick up in there. air. We're approaching our 1,000 votes, by the way, just like in a horse race. They're approaching the start. Well, we're approaching the 1,000 uh, votes. We got nine. I think that once we get to a 1,000, Josh will admit that it's a uh, you know scientifically accurate. 9.93. Wouldn't you admit that? No. Look, you're entitled your opinion. You don't have to be defensive about it, even though you're full of crap. Who is the greatest baseball player of all time? Babe Ruth, 204. And I think the audience enjoyed the candy bar talk more than about Baby Ruth. I hate baseball, 159. Willie Mays, 131. I hate this poll, 96. Who hit that long drive for the Giants in the 1950s for the uh, Indians in the 54 World Series? That Willie Mays made the amazing catch. Vic Do You ever hear Vic Wertz, Josh? No. So how, how can you be qualified to answer this poll? You're what are your qualifications? About, like, you act
2: like I don't know these people. We're going to start checking I mean, ID before we let people in. Hall of
0: Fame. Like, you don't know Vic Wirtz. You're right. I don't know Vic. How Wirtz about Mike from, Garcia?
2: From Warts. Um,
4: Did he
0: Early Win? No. Tommy Win. How about Keenan Win? Ed Win. Ted Williams 81. Hank Aaron 74. Mickey Mantle 50. Pete Rose 45. Joe DiMaggio, the Jolton uh, uh, Joe, 41. Barry Bonds 39. Roberto Clemente, 25. Todd Cobb, 25. Lou Gehrig, 23. The tight race is at the bottom out of 993. I bet you if I refresh it, we got very close to a 1,000. Maybe Mo. Think we got Mo? 994. See, they're coming in, they're pouring in by the ones. I got Mo. Look I at this Shiite leader on there. He looks just like Hamid Karzai. You notice those guys all look the same.
1: Arab, Kurds,
0: Sunni, and Shiite. They adopted their case in a t- Oh, God. The Jews and the Arabs, let them duke it out and leave all the rest of us alone already, will you please, please? please. Just, don't, don't you think that makes sense? Yeah. Don't you think that makes sense? Yeah. All the farbissin Jews out of it. like that, that gets you that you went to see uh, this weekend that you subsidized, I can't believe that. Right. Oh, I got Bank free tickets. I got free doing tickets. What are, you, what are you trying to do? You trying got to be? I uh, free tickets. You trying to be welcome? Oh, you got free tickets. Well, now you're talking. So. That was certainly the well, guilt free, do. <laughs> and money free. Now I'm beginning to understand. I see right. the uh, picture. Uh, here's one in the sunset. you're not going to be too happy. Well, listen, only one, and that's in Palm Beach anyway. Not that we don't love our friends in Palm Beach who might be listening. all will you. With hurricane season two months away, a panel of forecasters projects a two-to-one chance, two-to-one chance, this is from the 80K School of Meteorology, that a Category 2 system will slam South Florida this season with the eye-hitting Palm Beach County in September. Cat 2, well, that's a uh, big time. No, it's small time. Small. Category 2 is nothing. That's like uh, just a little blow. Their prediction, however, wasn't derived under the strict scientific process of analyzing dozens of atmospheric indicators. Rather, it was cobbled together relying on gut feelings, spiritual inspiration, and a touch of incense. What? Incense? Oh, I see. That's because these forecasters are a loose collection of Vegas makers, a tarot card reader, and a psychic who normally, maybe Reverend Emma was in on this, who normally uh, predict Oscar winners, football games, and future romances. But the South Florida Sunset will also ask them to stretch their clairvoyant skills and foretell whether another rough summer is in the offing. I don't see any reason why this year would be any different than last year. said Wayne Allen Root, a Vegas gambling prognosticator who wouldn't know a weather map from his ass. Kenny White, owner of the Vegas Sports Consultants, puts the odds at 2-1 to one, that another hurricane similar in strength to Wilma will hit here. Oh, God. Oy. Please, no. On the other hand, he forecasts an overall slower, saying, well, What kind of story is this? What kind of swill are you putting on the air? about witchcraft and uh, witch doctors? Although, now here's this one, uh, who's this one guy? John Avello of Win Vegas Casino. He's accurately predicted American Idol winners and Super Bowl champions. He also predicted Brokeback Mountain would win the Oscar, but of course it uh, got crashed. He says, probability wise, I'm saying this next year won't be quite as drastic as last year. Like I said, that guy knows his crap, right? We hope. We think he knows what he's talking about. We like people listen to Hank's picks, you know. Oh, the Hopper knows his stuff. I accidentally hit the button this morning, the uh, phone button. I was opening up my copy for all these spots, and I accidentally locked on line one on the air. And you remember that, punk? I I, did. W- I-, I wanted to talk to the hammer. And we, we went like, <laughs> we chuckled. We got a good chuckle of on it. 1241, the Jewish hammer to you, okay? Get with it. Hey, Beach Ford has gone mad. It's madness in March going on right now and all this month. In other words, the rest of this week at Beach Ford. They just missed breaking the all-time record last month, so like I've been telling you, they are damn sure they're going to do it this month. Right now, extended Camp Ford F-150s are as low as just... Two forty-nine a month with nine hundred ninety-five bucks down plus fees with approved credit and thirty-nine month lease. Madness in March at Beach Ford means you must be mad. You got to be crazy not to take advantage of rebates and discounts up to ten thousand dollars on all new and used vehicles. If you're not in the market for a new car but know somebody who is, send their ass into Beach Ford because if they take delivery this month during March, Beach Ford will send you two hundred bucks in cash just for sending them a buy, and that money comes from their advertising budget, so they won't take it on to your friend's price to get it back. Don't miss out on this once-a-year event. Whatever you do, it's Beach Ford. Ford's madness in March, and it's happening this month. Extended cab Ford f 150s are as low as 249 a month. Discounts and rebates up to $10,000 and 200 bucks in cash just for referring a friend. So get your ass in there. You've got another week to do it. Beach Ford is located two miles east of the Golden Glades on 163rd Street and West Dixie Highway. It's a no-drainer. You'll love your Beach Ford experience. This is Neil Rogers. This
7: is 560 QAM.
4: Sports fans,
7: the Mad Dog is out of control. And you'll find out why when you hear the latest release from Blockbuster Entertainment. Jim Mandich sings duets. Well,
4: all right! Well, all right!
7: Hear the Mad Dog. Jim Mandich sings classic rock.
4: All right! All right.
7: Said he felt a little bit foolish. I kind of like the in a whorehouse. But now, he says... I like it. I like it. The Mad Dog just can't piss enough with that cottage cheese butt.
4: If he wants me to sing God Bless America and pasties in g G-string up here, I'll do it. you got food! And everybody knows that it's all
7: right. all right! All right! Listen to the Mad Dog sing himself happy. All
4: right! All right!
7: All back. available now at right! all Blockbuster right! right!
2: right! stores. Right! Right!
0: Right! Right! You know, I'm looking i um, googling this thing about most hated athletes. Yeah. And some of the names on here just uh, are shocking. I just I don't even get it.
2: Shocking cuz you never heard of them or you can't no, believe they're hated. just
0: I, I don't know. Let's see Kurt Bush. Is he related to Chris Bush? Who, who the hell is Kurt Bush? I I think he's a NASCAR driver, I think. Uh, he dropped it out of the, he won the 2004 Nextel Cup Series. Uh, I don't know. Well, that's, you know, we're not going to put NASCAR people on there, do, are we? Last November, after being pulled over outside the Phoenix, he said to the officer, aren't you supposed to be directing traffic somewhere? He's a jackass, but nobody ever heard him. I mean, there's several people on here that just, oh, look at who's number two on this list. Number one is Terrell Owens, and number two, how many guesses do you need, Josh? B.B. are the initials. Very well. Well, okay.
1: you know. Ten most broiled
0: athletes. and butter. Yeah, broiled and butter. Like my shrooms. Bobby Bonds. <laughs> Bobby Bonds. Now, nobody did like Bobby Bonds. I know, Bobby Bonds was good. He's a good ball player. Now, he wasn't the greatest player of all time. No, he That's wasn't. That certainly, that distinction would be Smokey Burgess. Now, like Leighton Hewitt is on here. I like Leighton Hewitt only because he looks good. But, I mean, who, who the hell even knows who that is? Do you know who that is?
2: No, I heard a Leighton Homosexual, but not him.
0: You heard of Foster Hewitt and Bill Hewitt. Leighton Hoots, a tennis player. You never heard of him? He's from down under. No, huh. I've he heard, but what's the reason for that? Oh, I don't. I, I mean, if you want, I'll read these, but I'm not. I don't want to read on the air. Tom Jacob will get upset. I said, but I'm, I'm only picking into, For example, like uh, Ray Lewis, and it says next to his name, criminal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Phil Mickelson. I mean, if we're gonna put Tiger Woods on there for, uh, did we? We never put Tiger Woods on there today, did we? Why would Because he not a baseball? We're not doing athletes. We do doing... Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, come on now. Sorry, I almost got talked into that. Uh, Ricky Williams was on one of the lists, so I put him on there, even though he won't do well in South Florida because, again, he's considered you know the firm-running phony crowd. Although most of us aren't Dolphin fans anyway. Michael Irvin—that's the uh, can't take the scum. U.M. Uh, out you of scum. Oh, how about uh, how about Keyshawn Johnson? Keyshawn despised by all. I mean, what kind of a name is that anyway? Keyshawn Johnson. I just these names just send me right to the bowl. Maybe that's why George was running this morning. Maybe he had to do a key shot. Hey, I just did an encore during that last break. No, get out of here. An encore that's performance? Right. That's right. Standing ovation, too. And I heard it was an open house. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's a good idea. This, this might brighten your day, George. Here's an idea for you. All right. A Muslim couple in New Delhi, India, have been told by local Islamic leaders they must separate after the husband divorced his wife in his sleep. So, Hila Ansari told friends that her husband, uh, Aftab... Wait a minute,
2: wait a minute. All right, I got my pen. How did this... Uh, how her husband...
0: <laughs> as soon as I saw this story, I knew who I thought of. Her husband, Aftab, had uttered the word talak, or divorce, three times in his sleep.
2: Talak? Uh, talak. T-A-L-A-Q. T-A-L-A-Q. Okay. <laughs> to the
0: one that's got wrong, report published in newspapers today. Yeah, I know, you like it a lot. When local is not got to, Will you listen to this? When local Islamic leaders got to hear, they said, Aftab's words constitute a divorce under an Islamic procedure known as triple talaq See, it takes three talaks. <laughs> the, couple, <laughs> the couple married for 11 years with three children were told they had a split. The religious leaders ruled that if the couple wanted to be married, they'd have to wait at least 100 days, so Hila would also have to spend a night with another man, be divorced by him in turn. The couple who live in the eastern state of West Bengal have refused to obey the order, and the issue has been referred to a local family counseling center. India's minority Muslim population is governed by Islamic personal laws on issues such as marriage, divorce, and property inheritance. This is a totally unnecessary controversy in the local community leaders or whosoever said a, are totally ignorant of Islamic law, said Zaraful Islam Khan, an Islamic scholar, editor of the Milli Gazette, a popular Muslim newspaper. I thought my mother wrote that, the Milli Gazette. The law clearly says any action or compulsion or in a state of intoxication has no effect. The case of someone uttering something while asleep falls under this category will have no impact whatsoever, console voters. Well, you give it a try. I can't hurt.
2: What if you're sober, conscious, and standing on the roof of your yeah, house? Yeah,
0: and, and you, you're awake and screaming it outside the front door. Talak, make sure everybody in the hood hears it. In fact, I would say go to my house and stand in the front door and hear it and chase away <laughs> to his neighbors with their crazy uh, Jesus books. Go away and stop polluting my doorstep with your garbage, okay? You crazy people, you. God. 1,021 votes on the pool, and Barry Bonds is much closer to the bottom than the top. That's the bad news for Josh. Well, nothing they don't more. know nothing. No, just they just don't agree. They they could all be wrong, and they would be.
6: All right. Well, there you
0: go. They're all wrong. <laughs> all right, just like George Bush says, the rest of the world is out of step. I'm I'm the man. I'm the man. That's right. Fool me once. Researchers say they've created cloned piglets that are rich in omega-3 fatty acids and oil that is prized as being beneficial to the heart. Oh, look at that poor little pig sitting on top of its pen at a farm. Well, if those aren't the ugliest animals, you know what? What, pigs? Oh, God, pigs. Yeah, have you seen a platypus? I mean, well, no, but I mean, even like other other animals that aren't very attracted to, well, I guess a hippo mm-hmm. ain't uh, all that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Rhy- that's rhinoceros, yeah
0: well, yeah, little rhinos are probably pretty have obvious. Have you seen anteaters lately? Omega-3, yeah, I've seen one in a movie. <laughs> Omega-3 is mostly found in fish, but this supply is threatened by over trawling and clouded by worries about mercury pollution which accumulates in fish livers. Oh, God. A team led by Yifan Dai of the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine transferred into fetal pig cells a gene called FAT1 that have been identified in a well-studied lab animal, a tiny worm known as uh, something-something, uh, Canahora elegans. Kane O'Hora. what? Fat one converts the abundant for less desirable omega-6 fatty acids into the coveted omega-3. The nucleus of pig eggs was then removed and substituted with the nucleus from these engineered cells following the now classic method of animal cloning that began with Dolly in 96 and Louis Armstrong, without Hanky wiping the sweat off his fat face. The research's prime aim is to get a better understanding of cardiac function where hog and human are strikingly similar. Do you know that? Well, I guess you've seen yes. Fat boy. I didn't know that. We would use these animals as a model to see what happens to heart health if we increase the omega 3 levels in the body. It could allow us to see how that helps cardiovascular function. The headline in the article says, Eat bacon made from uh, uh, baby pig, cloned pigs. Well, maybe I'm gonna, in the morning when I eat my bacon from now on, I'll have cloned pig bacon. How's that? Okay. Sounds like a deal to me. You have twice as much? Yeah. could just eat it by the, just shove it down my gullet. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. WQAM hello, QAM. Oh, I was silent. That pleasant. WQAM hello. Yes, is this
3: the uh, new Roger show? Yes, sir. Uh, I just turned on and I heard uh, a story about something. I would like to make a comment on it.
5: Well, a story about what?
3: He just mentioned something about uh, how some uh, somebody in India divorced. A clock, clock, clock.
7: Clock. I'm right. divorcing myself oh, you said from it three call.
0: times. Yeah, that's why I'm officially divorced from this call. But he wanted to tell Neil something. Neil's busy. Five six seven oh five sixty. It's the time we only. You know, Thomas they had a dynamite audience Friday night, at one o'clock in the morning. Because if he really did go into that tirade, which who the hell knows? Because it's just a fax, but I do believe it. Uh, you know, you'd have thought there would be like, especially since it was about me and uh, connected with this show. You know, mm-hmm. there'd be something. So evidently, Tommy, one of us didn't have any audience. Okay, now could be us, as possible, or Tom. WQYM. Hello. QAM. Hey
3: ask Cal Ripken Jr. to the poll.
0: Cal Ripken Jr. Oh, nobody don't like Cal. Oh, for the best. Uh, yeah, let's put him on today's poll. See, now it's confusing me. Cal Ripken Jr. What's not to like? Right, he played in 75 million straight games. Right, he broke Lou Gehrig's record. Yeah, but we're not. I mean, come on. What? We, you know, we can't put them against the guys that are on the poll here. You don't want to put Cal Ripken Jr. on there? Why not? I bet you he gets a couple of votes. I bet you that old Well, code, that's because uh, people don't know anything, but I mean... Well, go. put him on there, please. See, now, now all of a sudden you're getting surly because your uh, boyfriend's uh, problems there, because of his roid problems. Well, I mean, are you honestly honest going to tell me that Cal Ripken Jr. was a good Any of these guys, guys on the, the poll here? Boyfriend got roids and uh, created a real uh, This problem. is Neil Rogers. Reckham.
7: This is 5-16-P-A-N. Now, here's Scott Burrell. And when I'm up in Boca Tiga slapping old women with painted lips around the pool, I listen to the Neil Rogers one to two
3: hours. <laughs> I,
7: I, I mean, I listen to the Neil Rogers there in balance one to two hours. What? <laughs> <laughs> my driver's license is photographing.
4: Mine really look like
5: crap. Under my eyes get how close but with their hairs hanging out
4: my
6: nose,
4: my head is tilted towards the floor, don't even have a cut anymore, when the cops pull me over I'm sunk, just in the picture I look like I'm drunk, when you get your license from you, you try to look good but you get screwed. I just a lady at the DMV. It's the picture and the set
5: cheese oh, oh, oh.
0: Nice. Crap, it's a 101 at 560. we got Curtis coming along at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Mad Dog at the AAA, the Mickey Harrison Slip in the Mickey Arena at 4. 6.30, it's the Panther Preview. Panthers and the Bruins in Boston at 7 o'clock tonight. Who just fired their GM, the Bruins. And Jesse Agler after the hockey game, Mr. Hockey Jr. Let's see. I'm, I'm on a, I don't even know what this website is, and I can't figure out. You ever get on a site like that? It's. Um, I don't know all what the it time. is.
2: A just this morning.
0: Journals.ad. I don't know. It's about uh, SBL. Who the hell's SBL? most hated athletes. Uh. It's got all these different categories. And I'm, I've picked a couple of these out. Of course, uh, Kobe Bryant, most-hated rapist. Peyton Manning. Right, Josh? Uh, not that I know of, but okay. I hate him. Roger Clemens. Fat, big mouth, obnoxious, retired 400 times. Uh, some of the interesting ones here, like NCAA, and we're not putting these on tomorrow, but three most hated figures, NCAA football, Steve Spurrier, number one, Bobby Bowden, number two, and Phil Fulmer, number three. I don't know who Phil Fulmer is. Who's that? Uh, I, know. I know who that is. Hold on. I'm holding it. Well, I think thinking it's the Tennessee
2: it, coach. I, think. I don't know. I'm going to look
0: it up. NCAA basketball's three most hated figures. Wait till you hear who number one, especially, right, the timing is perfect. Dick Vitale is number one, most hated figure in NCAA basketball. Amen. Amen. Baby. Coach K is number two. They don't want to put out Krzyzewski, so they put Coach K. And J.J. Redick is number three. And NHL's three most hated players. Well, look at that. Yeah, he's a Tennessee football coach. Todd Bertuzzi, which I put him on our list. Uh, Darius Kasparaitis and Yarko Rutu. Tied don't even make the list. And NASCAR's most three hated figures. Kurt Busch is number one. And then after that, it says Inconcluded and nobody. I'm going to vote. they got their own little poll on here. I'm going to vote for, uh, well, just to make you happy, I'll vote for Dick Vitale. Here's the, uh, it says, who is the most hated figures in in, uh, sports, all sports? Then the choices are Todd Bertuzzi, Barry Bonds, Kobe Bryant, Kurt Busch, Terrell Owens, Steve Spurrier, Dick Vitale, or other. I'm putting Dick Vitale, okay? I voted, and here's what it is. You'll be pleased to know, it was close, they got almost 3,000 votes. Terrell Owens, 38%. Barry Bonds, 36%. Kobe Bryant, 19 And after that, Small Potatoes, Dick Vitale, only uh, 6%. Well, if we're going guys like Dickie V and stuff, are, are we going to do... No, 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 no. Most of the athlete, he no athlete. No. Oh, God. Maybe at the dinner table, that's he's, about it. He's not awesome, baby. <laughs> yeah. He's awesome when it comes to being despised. Makes me nauseous. God. And then then there's a whole bunch of Dickie V wannabes, too. You've noticed that. I don't know what their names are, nor do I care. By the way, I looked up Cal Ripken Jr., and he already has two votes. His well, lifetime batting average was .276, which, which is okay. You know, it's all right. <laughs> and his lifetime home runs, four thirty one, which, again, it's, it's a respectable figure, but certainly doesn't put him anywhere in the category. The only thing he's got going for him is he was the Iron Man. That's why I broke with Gary's record. This is of, true. Uh, and that's it. That's it. Good ball player, solid. I would say he was rock solid, but that's about it. Certainly not in the same category as these others. But we put him on. He's got two votes already, probably relatives. New poll shows the Democrats lead by nine points. So there's plenty of time between now and elections to blow that. Time magazine survey shows unhappiness with the GOP, but can Democrats translate that into a power shift? Well, you know them. It's like the Leafs and the Canadians last night, both desperately trying to blow those leads in the last five minutes. Time's latest poll finds American voters heading into November's election dissatisfied with the Republican-dominated status quo, but not necessarily convinced the answer lies in voting Democratic. The poll conducted March 22th and 3rd, Finds Americans unhappy with the performance of the Republican-controlled Congress. 39% approve versus 49% who don't. And give the Democrats a nine-point lead when voters ask to state which party's candidate they choose for the House. 50% said Democrat, 41% Republican. Voters favor Democratic control of Congress by 49% to 38 who want Republican control. And it goes on. But a beep but a vote. There you go. Time Magazine, for what it's worth. About 50 cent. 5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon singular wireless line. So here's what i got for tomorrow so far. The athlete, the all-time athlete you dislike the most, pretty big list. O.J. Simpson, Pete Rose, Barry Bonds, I hate sports, I hate this poll, Kurt Warner, Mark McGuire, Jose Consaco, Rafael Palmeiro, Wayne Gretzky, Nose, Kobe Bryant, Keyshawn Johnson, Kurt Schilling, Terrell Owens, Ron Artest, Ty Domi, Mike Tyson, Todd Bertuzzi, Brian Cox, John Rocker, old John Rocker, Ricky Williams, Michael Irvin, Ray Lewis, Phil Mickelson, Peyton Manning, and Roger Clemens. Fat <laughs> Roger Clemens. Come on, retire already, Roger, it's enough. Enough of the BS. WQAM, hello. QAM. They've been talking about in Seoul, Korea, their amusement
5: park, and there were 50,000 people. They were going to let all in free to ride the
0: rides, and all the little kids are going to have fun. That's Pharrell. These... Oh, great. there was Pharrell. Great. WQAM sounds the same as usual. QAM, hello.
3: Hey, Neil. Un-
0: Listenable, yes.
3: Hello. Uh, I think Cal Ripken will be inducted in the Hall of Fame next year. Barry Bonds, he, he won't even go in on the first ballot. But is Sam Musual on your list? No. You got Oh, have. God.
0: We can put him on it. Well, what do mean? Oh, God. Sam Musial wasn't known as much of a base runner. He was as slow as molasses. He was, you know. Yeah. We can put him on there.
3: Compare him to Mickey Mantle. And yeah,
0: you compare him to that guy, I wouldn't put him in the same league with Mickey Mantle, not even in the <laughs> same ballpark with Willie Mays or Mickey Mantle, are you kidding me? I mean, we can, yeah. you know, we can start putting on, like, Andy Pathko and, uh, you know, uh, some of those guys. How about Yogi Berra?
3: Well, I don't know about him.
0: Well, I, mean, I do, he uh, likes the Aflac Duck, and he said, it ain't over until your call is done, and believe me, it's done. What the hell was that guy talking about? He said Elston mm. Howard? You can put Stan Musial on there if you want. But then, see, we can put all the great players on there, and then we'll have a list of like fifty thousand names. And that's not the point. See, the question is who is the greatest baseball player of all time? I mean, if you try to tell me Stan Musial is better, than like Babe Ruth or Ty Cobb, I would look you in the face and go. <laughs> I mean, there are other great players we haven't put on there because of the generational thing. You know, I mean, Ty Cobb is from eight hundred years ago, but how about like Walters Johnson? How about Rogers Hornsby? Huh? How about uh, Gabby Hartnett? Gabby Hayes, right? Huh? Hank Greenberg? WQAM, hello. If he wants to put Stan Musial on what about Al Kaline? QAM, hello.
3: Yeah, how about Ron Santo? Hello, anyway, hello. hey, Neil, well, my worst announcers, week, I'll the, tell you that. Uh, commander of Chimps was running around the nation talking about the success story of Talapher in Iraq, where they cleared out all the uh, insurgents. Yeah. Uh, bombing there today, suicide, killed 40.
0: All right. Yeah, I had that on before.
3: Yeah, that's the success story. We're
0: doing it, baby. Don't forget, mission accomplished, M-I, mission accomplished.
3: If that's the success story, where's the failure,
0: right? Uh, everywhere. Okay, thanks. Yeah, the uh, smirking, smirking chimp. Doug Thompson writes, your favorite. Do I have time for this? I'll make time. Make
2: time, right. It's your format.
0: What that. No, I don't think I got time. This is for No, nah, Well, I, see, I, when I when I do that, it's a bad idea because then Tom Jick is right. Then reading these bedtime stories is bad because I rush through room and I fumble and bumble, and then nobody even gets the the drift of them. You know what I'm saying? Nobody even gets the uh, the gist. Can I say that? Oh, sorry, Joyce. Nobody gets the of it. Can't say that. Careful. Spelled with a G, Joyce. Joyce with a J. gist with a G. Just uh, cut the crap, Joyce. We got a thousand and fifty three vote on there. Did we put Stan Uziel? We did, yeah. You don't have any votes yet. That guy I'll vote for. You hear what he said? Oh god, when I said oh he's on Oh God. Like like I mean, how could you do that? Like Joe Cunningham will be on there next. I mean, what about Red Schaindienst? Huh? What about Eddie Matthews? Boy, I sure liked Eddie Matthews. What about Dale Murphy? Huh? What about Raphael uh what the hell was the shortstop for the Braves? Raphael uh he was terrible. You know who was the announcer that really bugged me the most? Who's that? I was thinking about this yesterday. Ernie Johnson with the Braves. Yeah. Remember Ernie Johnson? I do. The ex-pitcher? Yeah. He was so annoying. You know, here's Raffy. Here's Rafi. Here's Murphy. He, he, just uh, the way he talked. He, he, just, didn't, he, he just didn't belong on the ear And then he, would, he also retired about 100 times. Even Mary Lemieux never retired as many times as uh, Ernie Johnson. God almighty. And then every time some of the Braves games would wind up on another one of those Atlanta cable uh, stations, there would be Ernie Johnson again. And they'd slap him out again. They've had some of the worst announcers other than Skip Carey. I was Chip working with him on a game so that I don't watch any baseball. I guess it's Skip and Chip and Flip. Yes. yes. Yeah, they're good. But other than that, that, Pete Van Weeren, man, he's just horrible. They've had some of the most awful announcers there in Atlanta. And Rennie Johnson. What the hell was that shortstop? Rafael uh, Ramirez. Oh, what, what a mind. What a brain. Rafael Ramirez. Am I right, Josh? Uh, when, when are you talking about? Just a few years ago. Oh, Google it, for Christ's sakes. What is wrong with you? You're, you're giving me an argument about Barry Bonds is the best player of all time. You don't even know Rafael Ramirez? Next thing you're going to ask me who the hell Ryan Sandberg was. Okay, ridiculous now. The hell's Ryan. But uh, how come Ernie Banks isn't on this list? Let's get some cub juice on here. See, Stan Musial's got one, as Harry Carey would say, Musial. I don't know why he said that. He always said that. Uh, Ernie Banks, right? Let's play 10. Okay. Now certainly you remember certainly uh, Ernie Banks. Of course, yeah. How about Willie McCovey? You're a big giant, guy yes. That Barry Bonds crap. Willie McCovey. You want to get him on there? He was good. Okay. It's Willie Stargell. Point. Whatever you huh? want. Let's Willie Stargell, Dave Parker, Bill Mazeroski, Dick Grote. L- listen, maybe I should rock. Copy, Nelson, copy uh, all the major <laughs> league players that I've ever. Now we're the talking. There you go. Let's do it the fairway. <laughs> not Everybody a change. Right. This is Camilo Pascual.
6: Pedro Ramos. Ramos.
7: It's Hurricane Hotline, Thursday night at 7, from Bernie Kosar Steakhouse in South Miami. Talk college hoops with head coach Frank A. here on 560 QAM. You're back. Oh,
4: jeez. You know, I never made the first move. Oh, I saw you staring. I wasn't looking at you. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking nowhere at you. I think it was one at first oh my God. I'm so unlucky. Who do you mean? I met a girl. Hi, oh, I
5: wonder. She
4: had a goiter. I gave her a main tool. But she named Earl. Uh. And her legs were full of hair. Hey. And all her teeth were black. Uh. She smelled like wine and turpentine and had a big hump on her back. That's She's hideous. She's
0: hideous, she's hideous, times too.
4: And if you saw her face in a crowded place, you would throw up in your mouth.
6: Toy, 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 toy. Hey, give me a
4: kiss, oh, give me a tummy, oh. she looked like a sick crack hole. Live, That's a shot.
0: 116 at QAM. Al-Qaeda conspirator is Zacharias or is it Zacharias or who cares, Musawi. We just call him Zach. The Moosey Man. testified today that he and would-be shoe... Zach, watch your back, Zach. Testified today that he and would-be shoe bomber Richard Reed were supposed to hijack a fifth airplane on September 11th and fly it into the White House. Musawi's testimony on his own behalf stunned the courtroom as he disclosed details he had never revealed before. It was in stark contrast to his previous statements in which he said the White House attack was to come later if the U.S. refused to release a radical Egyptian sheikh, or is that sheikh, imprisoned on earlier terrorist convictions, sheikh Yaboudi. Musawi testified he lied to investigators when arrested in August of 2001 because he wanted to let the attacks on 9-11 go forward. Yes, you can say that, he said, when the prosecution asked if that was why he misled them. The statement was the key to the government's case that the attacks might have been averted had Musawi been more cooperative following his arrest. He told the court he knew the attacks were coming sometime after August 2001 and bought a radio so he could hear them unfold, which he sure as hell wouldn't have been listening to QM if he was in Miami or across the street, which they weren't on the air yet. Specifically, you see that? I'm thinking during this last break, and I saw this story, and I'm thinking about when we were at Cuba at IOD, and there was like any, like a hurricane, you know, Andrew, or like some major news event, you know, the OJ trial. Everybody in town would tune to us to hear it, and, and we had the news department involved, and we were like all over, like stink on uh, Greg, you know. Remember? Yeah, I remember. I'm trying to forget. Oh. And now, just like on 9-11 when Gully's out, oh, well, what are we going to say about it? Come on, building's fine. What are we going to say? Come on, we got to talk about sport. Sport. God, can't we ever live that down? No. Specifically, he said he knew the World Trade Center was going to be attacked, but asserted he wasn't part of the plot and didn't know the details. Taking the stand in his own defense in his death penalty trial, he said he declined to become a suicide pilot in some future attack when asked by a senior al-Qaeda official in '99. I had knowledge that the Twin Towers would be hit. He said, I didn't know the details. Asked by his lawyer why he signed his guilty plea in April as the 20th hijacker, he replied, because everybody used to refer to me as the 20th hijacker was a bit of fun. Masami testified calmly in his death penalty trial, but against his lawyer's wishes. Before he took the stand, his lawyers made a last attempt to stop him from testifying, but failed. Defense attorney Gerald Zirkin, who looks like a gherkin, argued that his client would not be a competent witness because he has contempt for the court, only recognizes Islamic law, and therefore the affirmation he undertakes would be meaningless. Asked by Zirkin if he was supposed to be one of the men who would pilot a plane on 9-11, he said no, adding, I'm sorry, I don't know about the number of planes, but I was not the fifth hijacker. About his guilty plea, he said, I took a pen, I signed it. There you go, that's Zacharias Musawi, the Musi man. He's almost as unctuous as uh, Kira Phillips.
4: Different sources say Rahman could soon be freed, and the Associated Press reports the U.N. says he's seeking asylum outside of Afghanistan. That's not sitting well on the home front, though. Even after the Taliban becoming Christian, renouncing Islam is a capital offense under Afghanistan's Islamic laws. Rahman's cause triggered outrage in the outside world.
2: Death
0: to the Christian!
2: Five, six, seven. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm going to try to argue with that.
0: Oh, man. Five six seven oh five sixty, pound five sixty leave the in signature. All you crazy religionists go kill each other and leave the rest of us alone already. We don't want nothing to do with it. We're not part of your fight. Thousand and seventy five votes. The greatest baseball player of all time. And isn't this appropriate appropriate now the baseball season's gonna be starting any moment now? What's opening day, Josh? April third? Yeah, I mean the Marlins don't start the season on the road. They come home. Yeah, but the good news, I told George, were you in there when I was telling George this this morning about the schedule? I never know when you're in there. You're always very sneaky and quiet. He in and out. That's me. I'm sneaky. Anyway, April 12th, which uh, that's a Wednesday, not that far away either, at 105. The Padres are in for two afternoon games, 12th and 13th, 105 both days. Yeah, which is, 19th, their first,
2: which is their first home series.
0: Oh, and the 19th, the following Wednesday, the Reds game, which I'm sure must be in Cincinnati, 1235 p.m.? That sounds like a noon uh, exit for us on that day. This is good. <laughs> see, I spent my time, since they haven't bothered to give me the, uh, oop, the the schedule yet, I spent a little bit of time, about five minutes yesterday, researching the April, so there's three days in April that we get like an early exit, to which we say, not that we don't want to do our uh, part and do our duty, but you know, anytime but we, we get a chance to get out early, you know, that's right, like for example, Hank's going off to Vegas, so you don't see him on a schedule on Thursday or Friday, or, you know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. two to four on Thursday and Friday, I'm seeing. Here's guy, and I want to kill myself. I just want to impale myself on a sharp object until I keep in mind what you said and that is forget about it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's the only means of surviving. Forget right. about it. That's right. So Even he knows. Don't get I'm any on I.
2: you.
0: Ooh, Doug Thompson, Capitol Hill Blue says just a little old fashioned karma coming around. He says the right wingers call it a witch hunt. The left wing calls it justice. Whatever you call it, blogger Ben Dominic and WashingtonPost.com both got what they deserved you have to wonder what the suits at WashingtonPost.com were smoking when they decided to create a right-wing blog called Red America and then hire a 24-year-old wannabe book editor who brags about not being a journalist to write it. That was a shallow move by so-called journalistic entity. Dominic short tenure at the Post website, came to an embarrassing end Friday when he resigned after the blogging community uncovered multiple cases of plagiarism by the youngster who works as an editor at the ultra-right-wing Regnery Press. Resigned, as Washington speak, for fire did it. I want to apologize to National Review Online, my friends and colleagues here at Red State, and to many others that have been affected over the past few days. Dominic wrote Friday under his pen name, Augustine, on the Red State website, the right-wing web diatribe he helped to start. I also want to apologize to my previous editors and writers, whose work I used inappropriately and without attribution. There's no excuse for this, or is there any excuse for any obfuscation in my earlier statement? Obfuscation, Dominic speak for I got caught and tried to weasel my way out of it. Didn't work, now he tries contrition a little bit too late. The apologists at Red State say, Dominic, will take some needed time off from the website. That's their double speak for banishment. Our critics can raise their glasses and toast to what they think is success, tearing down a flawed conservative the Red State Masters posted Friday. But therein lies their greatest weakness. Destroying a conservative is not to destroy conservatism. And while they put all their energy and venom into this campaign, it's worth remembering that for all the noise, they have yet to present a real alternative to an America that rests on the foundation of freedom, free markets, and family. Against that, the only answer they have is yet another personal attack. Oh, the hypocrisy of politics. It's a personal attack when the other side does it. Red State, like most partisan blogs on both sides of the political fence, exists primarily to attack the other side. Most of them, conservative or liberal, are too busy bashing each other to offer any real alternatives. Red State is where Dominic called Coretta Scott King, the late wife of civil rights legend Dr. Martin Luther King, a communist. He later called the claim a joke, but I've learned after too many years of dealing with the right wing that most of them lack a sense of humor. Dominic also claimed to use material originally written by author P.J. O'Rourke with O'Rourke's knowledge and permission. That came as quite a shock to O'Rourke who told the New York Times he's never heard of Dominic and didn't remember ever meeting him. I wouldn't want to swear in the court of law that I never met the guy O'Rourke told the Times, but I sure didn't give him permission to use my words under his byline, no. In Arlington, the suits at WashingtonPost.com scrambled to come up with a plausible sounding explanation for their screw-up while some of their own applauded the demise of Ben Dominic. Excuse me if I shed no tears over the elimination in the first round, indeed practically at the opening tip-off of the new social conservative blog Red America, written by this cat who claims his name is Ben Dominic. Writes post blogger Joel Auchenbach. I guess to be a blogger with a poster name has to end in ch. Apparently he saves okay. time on writing by using words right off the shelf. Why produce customized writing when there's so many perfectly good words already crafted? Dominic is supposedly 24, but I'm betting right here and now that he's a junior in high school. Akinbach continues. All this under investigation. His blog, Red America, didn't contain anything that would make someone think he was the second coming of William F. Buckley. Indeed, this whole affair seems like a spoof, a prank to make all the real, authentic, rock-ribbed, hard-headed, if perhaps slightly lizard-hearted conservatives look bad. But, of course, they say that about the entire last five years of the American government. During an online chat session Friday, post-humor columnist Gene Weingarten observed, Journalism is journalism. When you need people to have an idea what they're doing, even if they're just fulminating on the web. Amen, but the message is lost with the bosses at WashingtonPost.com. In the past 24 hours, we learned of allegations that Van Dominic plagiarized material that appeared under his byline in various publications prior to WashingtonPost.com contracting with him to write a blog that launched Tuesday. WashingtonPost.com executive editor Jim Brady wrote on the America blog Friday. An investigation of those allegations was ongoing, and in the interim, Dominic has resigned effective immediately. Brady continued, when we hired Dominic, we weren't aware of any allegations that he had plagiarized any of his past writings. In any cases where allegations such as these are made, we'll continue to investigate those charges thoroughly in order to maintain our journalistic integrity. Sorry, but the Post's journalistic integrity went out the window when they one decided the website needed a right-wing blog, and two, hired an amateur to write it. It was a stupid move, and the Post deserves all the shame that comes from such incredible incredible stupidity. And people like them can't afford to be made to look stupid or ridiculous. That's what Marlon Brando said all the time. I heard. Yeah. Now, who was it that said that? Can't afford to be made to look. Oh, that was Jack Walsh said in The Godfather. I'll tell you he said something. Said that to Tom Hagen just before he went to Horseheads, New York. I will tell you one thing: if there are any people alive who haven't seen The Godfather, we don't want to talk to you. We don't That's want right. to know you.
2: That's right. We don't want to see you. It's like a touchstone, to right? It's like a checkpoint, right? If you
0: haven't gone I mean, that I mean, far, yeah, we it's don't it's want like to hear you. It's like taking somebody's place. pulse, right? Oh, you didn't see the Godfather? Oh, you're a dead man. you got no pulse. Get away from me. You're unclean. Fact. 26 past one at 560 WQM. According to a recent survey, Americans keep their mattresses for 10.2 years. That's like keeping a car for 100,000 miles. If your mattress is 5 to 10 years old, it's probably not performing like it used to do. You need to call 1-800-MATTRESS, the number for our friends at Dollar Mattress, ranked number one for customer satisfaction so there's no risk. Order a mattress from the expert bedding consultants at Dollar Mattress and try it out. If you don't like it, just call them back at 1-800-MATTRESS, and they'll replace it to your total satisfaction, your total satisfaction. Once you buy from one 800 Mattress, I guarantee you, will never go back to a showroom again. It's so easy. With that one easy call, one 800 Mattress. you pick out the tour window. You want them to show up at your house with delivery. They show up on time. Take away the crappy old soil bedding. They go, eh, and you're on your way to a great night's sleep for years to come. When you call Dino Mattress, you get no nonsense, no runarounds, no showroom shenanigans, just factory-direct prices on the best brands you know, trust, and love like Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Corral, tempur pedic Stearns, and Foster Hewitt. And right now, Dollar Mattress offers you no payments or interest for 12 months. What's not to like? Call 1-800-MATTRESS or log on to their website, mattress.com, for the best sleep you've had in a long time. Maybe the best ever. one 800 T T R E S. Leave off the last S because it stands for savings. This
7: is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM.
4: You. Yeah. First you get down on your knees, fiddle with your rosaries. Bow your head with great respect and change your flex, change you flex, change flex. <laughs> Do whatever steps you want. If you have cleared them with the pontiff, everybody say on own. Kyrie is on doing the Vatican right. <laughs>
5: processional, step into
4: that small confessional, they're the guy who's got religion, I'll tell you if your sin's original, if it is, try playing it safer, drink the wine and chew the wafer, two, four, six, eight, climb to transubstantiate, oh! so get down upon your knees, fiddle with your rosaries, bow your head with great respect and,
6: genuflect, genuflect,
4: genuflect, take a cross on your abdomen, when in Rome do like a Roman, Ave Maria, It's
0: good to see you. I'll say a prayer for all of you, 2702 at QAM. So anyway, GQ has got their list of the top ten most hated. And guess whose picture is here, Josh? Even though he didn't win their pool, I don't understand that. And he looks like he's sucking on a quince. Got an SF of a cap on his head. Couldn't be Barry Bonds, could it? Of course it is. But he didn't win. Number ten, Le- Leighton Hewitt. He's even booed in his own native Australia. Well, I put him on our pool. Just, you know, we don't want to be left out. A.J. Pruszynski, he need his father in the balls. Who the hell is A.J. Pruszynski? He is a catcher. He is? Yes. And he need his father in the balls? This I did not know. Oh, well, that's what it says here. His father you might better... need those. A.J., <laughs> I'm going to put it on here. I mean, a guy who needs that daddy in right. and... Oh, you got it right there. What? Nothing. What? I said, you're going to spell that right? And I said, oh, you got to Yeah, because right I'm going through. I'm copying it right <laughs> off here. Phil Mickelson, other pros think uh, his image is all phony, but it, it, working with most people. Bonzi Wells, acts like a virus on and off the court. I don't know who that is. He plays uh, for... Tennis, obviously. No, he's a basketball player. Oh, Bonzi Wells? Correct. I don't know who that is. Michael Iaconelli, America's biggest... Ba- oh, I see, he's a fisherman, so it says bass hole. <laughs> oh, we can actually say that. Oh, I like that. I might pick up on that. You hole. That's excellent. But we're not, we're not putting no fishermen on here. Kobe Bryant, selfish, broke up a potential dynasty. Did I mentioned selfish? It says, for Kurt Schilling, very full of himself, some Diamondbacks actually think that he doctored that the famous bloody sock. Bloody sock? You know, what was that? When he pitched in the World Series, they kept showing yeah, him a bloody, bloody sock? sock? Oh, I missed that. Thank God. Kurt Bush, number three, criticizes teammates and thinks he's above, like above everyone else. Kurt Bush. Two, Barry Bonds. Have you heard any good things about Barry Bonds from teammates? Has the world's biggest tip on his shoulder, it says. And number one, Terrell Owens, do I even need to begin, it says. So there you go, a one and a two. I don't think you, you have to worry about it. Because with T.O. on there, and also, of course, with O.J., who's not in here because, uh, you know, he hasn't played in a long, long time. Plus, these people are probably intimidated. City Hall banishes the Easter Bunny. The Easter Bunny has become a human rights issue in Minnesota, at least according to the St. Paul City Council. See, I, I don't understand. Well, I, I guess it's the same as Christmas, though, because Christmas supposedly was going to be like a real religious holiday, and then they 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 jazzed it up with all kinds of like Chotskis, you know, like tree, the tree right, yeah. with the tinsel and the stars and, and, and the got balls. Remember, yeah. There's the balls again. See, every story you turn, right. there's balls hanging. Yeah, and the same with Easter. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is Jesus getting uh, uh, coming back, isn't it, or is right. it when he's crucified? I forget. Well, when he Gets crucified well, and then he comes back shortly That's right. thereafter. Right. I get my crucifixes. Uh, I crucified mm-hmm. on stuff. Friday,
2: comes back on Sunday, which doesn't sound like three days to me. Well, well, what was he
0: doing on Shabbos? Huh? Well, he, he rested. Probably a him. Probably yeah. it was in his Sure. Ass. Anyway, so Easter is about this very solemn thing, which, of course, is the basis of the whole fairy tale of Christianity, about how he was crucified and then resurrected, and he rose again, uh, written by people who lived uh, 100 years later. But nevertheless. And, and yet, when you think of Easter, don't you think of, like, the Easter bunny and right. the Easter egg? Hagen, rule, like, on Hagen, the White House. Hagen Hagen imagery. And Easter eggs and those Cadbury eggs that are so yummy and they don't get anywhere near me because I can't stop eating after the first Those are all fertility, pagan fertility symbols. Ooh, excuse me. That's right. Man, all that silly crap. The Easter Bunny. The Easter Bunny has become a human rights issue in Minnesota, at least according to the St. Paul City Council, after the city's human rights director, Tyrone Terrell, argued it would be a good thing to remove all Easter references from the city hall lobby. Council President Kathy Lantry ordered any display celebrating the popular holiday to be taken down. According to the Minneapolis-St. Paul Star Tribune, the items in question included a cloth rabbit and pastel-colored eggs that read, Happy Easter. Well, what's the big sinus with that? I mean, even as anti-religion as I am, I just get so, you know, because, see, the important stuff they ignore. But right. all the silly little nonsense like this they get all whipped up about, you know. Is it Xmas? Is it Christmas? You know, all this uh... other nonsense. People got a little too panicky on this when Councilmember David Toon said, I think people should be encouraged to express their beliefs so long as they're not proselytizing. Amen. Quit trying to break people's arm, okay? Including my neighbors. Cut the crap. A council secretary purchased the items with their own money and for more than a decade has reportedly brought other holiday items for display. Mr. Terrell told the AP, no one to complain about the recent display. He told the Star Tribune on Thursday, my no, issue wasn't about the rabbit or the egg. It was the sign on the door that said Happy Easter. Just like, just like in the Old Testament, it wasn't the uh, apple or the pear on the tree. It was the pear on the ground. That's what God got pissed off about, mm-hmm. what they were doing. We talk about diversity, respect, inclusion. When you put that on the front door of a government office, it could be offensive to someone who's a Muslim, a Jew, an atheist, what have you. See, thank goodness the atheist at least came ahead of what have you. That was me. I, what, have you? <laughs> what have you. Not much. That's my job to bring it to someone's attention. Mr. Terrell didn't respond to calls from the Washington Times, but his voicemail message contains a recorded segment with direct references to Christian scripture of Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. Anger regarding the council's position has resulted in backlash, both the local and national stages. Miss Lanky has received dozens of email complaints. Mr. Toon said he's received more than 500 emails, of which 90% of them are in favor of the bunny. I didn't know the bunny was Christian. Maybe the bunny is Jewish. Maybe the bunny is a uh, uh, Mormon. St. Paul Pioneer Press columnist Laura Billings said the city should return the decorations. Otherwise, if we're not careful, St. Paul is going to end up on the Daily Show again, she said. The Comedy Central program lampooned Saint Paul last year when a culture dispute followed the placement of a statue featuring a popular Peanuts character in the same park as a statue authoring, uh, honoring author F. Scott Fitzgerald. Oh, wasn't that uh, Charlie Schultz? Who? No, what, what did uh, George Schultz? That's what Hank said Sergeant last year. George Schultz. 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 Another incident. Miss Billings, <laughs> Billings writes in her column that Saint Paul reversed its initial response to a 2001 fewer over pointsettia flowers with a little protest. That year, the city initially removed the display of red points that he is. Concerned about the religious connotations. I didn't even know that they had religious connotations. But later, a council member, local judge, relented. What about lilacs? You get defrocked if you wear in lilac? Or leave the Catholic Church. Mr. Toon doesn't expect the Easter display to, return, display to return. I don't think the secretary is trying to make any kind of statement. He said she has no intention of becoming a martyr. How do you like that? I think Jesus was the martyr. One was enough, wasn't it? Shouldn't that be enough to get you to heaven? That's supposed to be. There you go. Or else maybe those seven virgins. You know. See, the Muslims are always talking about how much better and holy, and about the depravity of Western society. And yet, uh, these guys that are killing themselves because they want those seven virgins—it tells me uh, the word "horny" comes to mind. You no, know, the crowd is doesn't say it.
7: Rogers. This is five. 5- yeah, but they do. G-8. They're thinking about it.
6: A lot.
5: Man, it's such a dirty trade, Tonya tries to win. She was second best and it uh, uh. so, oh, oh, oh. Nancy Kerrigan, the bitch was gonna win again, Tonya blocks revenge. Hires out a henchman, oh, 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 oh. As Nancy Kay was leaving the ring, she snuck up from behind. Boy. Bang! Bang! Tonya's silver hammer came down upon her knee. Bang! bang. balance. Oh, 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 oh. She foregoes a plan, makes her way into the sand, murder on her mind. She has never minded a challenge. Oh, 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 oh. The crowd they make a break for the door, but it's too late to run. And dang Tonya's silver hammer just smashing in their heads She would not leave Lilham until till everyone was dead 2048, Tonya's at the pearly gates, St. Pete checks his book he gives her a look and he tells her, now oh, oh, oh. She claims she's innocent, laces up and throws a fit, eternity's on, the eternity's on the line. This guy's out of line and he's got to go, oh, oh, oh. As St. Pete was turning the page, Tonya took her <laughs> aim. Bang! And Tonya's silver hammering sank Peter's bell. But Skateskin killed no saints in heaven, and she went straight to hell.
0: All right. See, out of sight, out of mind. But I uh, looked on many of these lists, and there was Tonya Harding on there. How do you like could that? argue with that. What a right. bitch, huh? Right.
2: And she turned into a, like a
0: fat dyke-looking thing. Well, good. See, that was the Lord uh, giving her what for. Speaking of the Lord, Decatur High School student Kurt Hughes wouldn't call himself religious. This is in Decatur, Georgia, of course. You know, Kansas and Georgia, two states in the Stone Age. Mm -hmm. He's never even read the Bible. Well, like most people, haven't read the Bible because if they did, they would
2: Schmidt can it. That's right.
0: Ain't even good to read on the crapper.
2: That's good comedy.
0: But he wouldn't mind taking a class on the Holy Text if we're offered at his high school in Decatur, Georgia. After all, you look at the old man in the sea, King Arthur, even the Matrix, all have biblical allusions, the junior said. That's spelled with an A. I think he needs an I. It'd be useful to know exactly what's in it. Isn't that what they say, an A for an I? A? The Georgia legislature seems poised to endorse just such a course, though students in many states enroll in classes related to the Bible. Georgia would become the first to require its Department of Education to put in place a curriculum to teach the history and literature of the Bible. I'll teach it. The world would be such a better place if I would teach it. Schools Mm -hmm. would use the book itself as the classroom textbook. Oh, cracker, please. Specifically, the bill would establish electives on both the New and Old Testaments. It has overwhelmingly passed both chambers, but needs a final vote on a minor house change. The vote may come today. If it passes, the state's Department of Education is year to establish Bible-elective courses in the curriculum. In the late 1700s, Congress thought enough of the Bible as a textbook that had printed 40,000 copies, but the bold effort in Georgia to use the Bible in today's secular curriculum may be about presenting it as a moral code, rather than, you know, like stoning your children to death, rather than right. a foundation to better understand the biblical allusions in literature. Behind this is the tension around the country about how, to, about how to go about doing a Bible elective. And a lot is at stake, said Charles Haynes, director of the First Amendment Center in Arlington, Virginia. It oh. just they don't end. They won't, yeah. they just won't stop. It
2: would be fun if they would teach it accurately with all the baby killing and the right. child rape. Right, that's
0: correct. You know. And all the begatting that was going on. Mm-hmm. Wedding, a, wee, a weeping. Oh, I, I, I feel bad even reading this. Weeping Patty LaBelle says her show B.R. Beach was the worst ever. See, you did the right thing. You went and saw that Hasidic uh, rapper. That's right. Rhythm and Blues diva, Patty. You could have gone to Riviera Beach. No, no, thank you. Patty LaBelle struggled through a weekend show after taking the stage at midnight at one point, sitting down and crying. (laughs) there have been many a day on this show when I felt in the middle of the show like sitting down and crying. Believe me. I've never been this embarrassed in my life, LaBelle told the crowd Saturday at the Riviera Beach Jazz and Blues Festival. This sucks. It's the worst show I've ever done in my life. At least she's honest.
2: Yeah, did she say Why?
0: Um, can I get through this, or do you want, like, uh, maybe a premature evaluation? Well, let's do both. As temperatures dipped in the low 50s, LaBelle explained that she's nearly 62, has diabetes, and a heart murmur, and the cold weather just wasn't agreeing with her. She's an old bag. The Grammy, well, I got diabetes, and I'm 63, so that's why the show today ain't so great, okay? I'm going to say that every day, just for Tom Jicka's sake, who hates this show now. And guess what, Tom? Your column sucks. The Grammy-winning singer tried to bail out a few notes, then told fans huddled under blankets that she understood that they walked out on her. A steady stream of people left the show during her... <laughs> oh, you're bad. During her 45 minutes on stage after having waited through hours of opening acts, I've never, ever given you less than I can give. I'm going to give you everything you deserve, she said. She struggled through Lady Marmalade, as you're hearing in the back, with assistance from a few in the crowd. Some sang gospel songs and on my own before retreating. In other words, when in doubt, they all bailed out. That'll teach you to go see old Patty Labelle. She's sixty-two. She's got diabetes, a heart murmur, they took and she her foot. can't stand that cool weather. Huh?
2: They took her foot. I'm just making that part up.
0: Hey that is really bad.
2: Like this song.
0: I know. I know a way to shut that off. Medical marijuana issue returns to court. Each time the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled on medical marijuana, the justices have come down against allowing the sick and dying to use the drug to ease their symptoms and possibly prolong life, because misery be us. That's the name of the game in the Supreme Court and the U.S., misery be us. However, the door has never been fully closed, and now a federal appeals court has set to your arguments today in the latest round of legal wrangling over the issue. The case being argued today before the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in San Francisco narrows the matter to the so-called right-to-life theory. That marijuana should be allowed if it's the only viable option to keep a patient alive or free of excruciating pain. That's what George says when he goes home. The only thing that can keep him from that excruciating pain of going into his house is smoking a big fat one. And right. I think we all tend to agree. It would only apply to the sickest patients and their suppliers, regardless of whether they live in one of the 11 mostly Western states that allow medical marijuana. a A victory would affect people who are very seriously ill, facing death or greater physical suffering, said Randy Barnett, a Boston University Law School professor working on the case. The case was brought by Angel Rach, a 40-year-old mother of two from Oakland, who suffers from scoliosis, a brain tumor, chronic nausea, and other minor ailments. (laughs) Oh, God. She's got psoriasis, baby. She uses marijuana every couple of hours to ease her pain and bolster her appetite. Well, I got the vapors. I got news for you as far as bolstering your appetite. Don't be smoking too much of that when you go to Amsterdam (coughs) because your appetite... (coughs) You'll be spending a lot of time in Mickey D's and Killer Flu Chicken and maybe the pizza slot because there ain't no food there. There just ain't no food. You think that people are smoking all day. You think that there'd be all kinds of great restaurants. Well, guess what? You'll, you'll find out when you guys go there. She'd probably be dead without marijuana, said her Dr. Frank Lucido, who's recommended marijuana for some 3,000 patients. Nothing else works, he said. The Bush administration says the lawsuit is without merit. Those grave robbers, the Bush people. There is no fundamental right to distribute, cultivate, or possess marriage Assistant U.S. Attorney Mark Quinlivian, the government's lead medical marijuana attorney, wrote to the appeals court. Jackass. Basshole. Well, oh, I do like that. That's that fisherman guy, the basshole. Mm-hmm. Voters in '96 made California the first state to authorize patients to use marijuana with a doctor's recommendation. Ten other states have since followed suit, but the federal government says there is no medical value to the drug. You know something? I think they need to start smoking it. Maybe we'd all be in much better shape. Maybe the world would be a better place in which to live. Yes, it would. In 2001, the Supreme Court ruled that Rachel's supplier, the Oakland Cannabis Buyers Co-op, could not lawfully dispense marijuana despite the California's voters' action. And yada, yada. A footnote by Judge Clarence Token Thomas in his 2001 ruling left the legal questions surrounding medical marijuana unsettled and helped open the door to Monday's hearing. Yeah, well, if anybody ought to know, old Token Thomas, he wrote that important underlying constitutional questions remain unresolved, such as Congress's ability to interfere with states experimenting with their own laws and whether Americans have a fundamental right to marijuana as a vehicle to help them stay alive and ease pain. Light a big fat one up, Clarence. You phony. You hypocrite. You BS artist.
7: This is 5-C-T-U-A-M. Those
5: good. good. Okay. That's
6: Mm. Hey,
7: there we go. Hey, y'all, my name is Lance Eugene Thomas, President Bush's nominee for the Supreme Court. And you know, there's lots of people out there that think just uh, I smoked a little marijuana when I was in college. Yeah, it wasn't nothing but a pen joint. Well, yeah, maybe a cigar side joint. I don't remember y'all. And they don't think I'm fit to be on the Supreme Court. Yeah, I got the munchies. Let's do this quick and get out of here. I want what to set y'all straight. Artist? When I start reviewing the law, I don't just review the law. Hell, y'all. I be toking. And I it to the east. And I it to the west. And I it while I look up Sandra kind of dress. I be toking.
0: <laughs> let's go burn one, y'all. Yeah, let's go burn a few Jews is what he really means, okay, as he's got that twisted cross on his forehead. What a phony, man. What a Nazi. Anyway, 1,137 votes on the pool. Who is the greatest baseball player of all time? Ernie Banks finally got one, Josh, and uh, Cal Ripken Jr. has got five. That's terrible. <laughs> what? Oh, you know that he got the votes? Yeah. Look, you could put anybody. You could put Ishka Bibble on there, he get a vote. You put Phil Rizzuto on there, he'd get a vote. Am I right? The yeah, scooter. you're right. Put Jim brideweezer on there. Put Darren Dalton on there. At least he married some hot chick there for a while anyway. Who was he married to? Um, I don't even, remember. Even George knows that. Who? I'm Aaron I mean, Dalton from the Phillies. Sorry. I forgot. I, I mean I I remember, but it was a while ago. Somebody. Uh, who's the greatest baseball player of all time? Baby Ruth, two hundred and twenty nine. The candy bar was not named after Babe Ruth, that is correct. But we we learned some really useless crap today. It was very good. Hey, this is important. It might be a quiz. That's right. You're gonna be having a quiz on Thursday, okay? On the Joe Zagaki show. Oh. You know, I'm a, I'm trying very hard to stick with what you're telling me, but boy, they they, they sure don't make it easy. What's it got to do with you? I hate baseball, 189. Willie Mays, 143. Say hey, Willie. He's still alive. Hey, Willie. I hate this pool, 110. Ted Williams, 93. I get the Willies when I think about Ted Williams' frozen head. The Splendid Splinter. Hank Aaron, 85. Hammer and Hank. Mickey Mantle. 58. Pete Rose, 53. Joe DiMaggio. Jolton Joe. The Yankee Clipper, 44. I wish at the Yankee Clipper. I think that's the hotel where they got the bar where like, uh, you see the people swimming in the pool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The water. You know what I'm saying. I do. Barry Bonds 42, Roberto Clemente 31, Ty Cobb 28, Lou Gehrig 24. Now, how many do Barry Bonds have 42? He's still uh, on uh, Jody's ass, two behind. Lou Gehrig 24, Cal Ripken Jr. 5, Stan Musial 2, and Ernie Banks. Let's play one. Bye bye bye.